0: Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the blue side. (laughs) We have formed our alliances, sort of. There could only be two, but there are three. Maybe four, you never know. But on the blue side is the dark side. Anyway, um, I had to do something to make it more, um, you know, entertaining than last night's show. So welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the um, Smack Attack, now that I've got myself all flustered. Um, glad to be here, as always, and we have the boys from the PWC. Oh, look who made it! And only a minute late. Oh my gosh. We're just getting started. So He's just made it. made it. And so, ladies and gentlemen, it's good to be here on the blue side. The crypt Show, the Smack Attack, the show for the people, by the people. With the full PWC, and as Media M Five says, "Oh my God, Jimmy is early." Look, this is going to be a look. You tell Jimmy you're that. lucky
1: I'm early too, motherfuckers. <laughs> That's what D always says.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hold on, hold on. And then, uh, yeah, he's, he's... but yeah, but yeah. here's the thing: you tell Jimmy that we're there's draft involved, and he thinks it's beer, and so he shows up early. Well, Chris uh, is making a draft call. Yes, Chris is on the clock right now. Not the Usos? He's trying to make a trade for that number one pick. Right. And look. I'll I'll
1: be back in a second. I'm having difficulties.
0: Just bear with me. Submarine has to,
2: uh, whatever the opposite of submerge is.
0: Yeah, right? Emerge. So, you know, hey, look, it's a busy morning. We have our own draft. We're making deals. We're having to pop in and out for different things. I know... uh, everybody's got to do stuff so uh dr evil most uh most doomy of gardenist mr jeff i know you're gonna have to leave a little bit early today so why don't you tell us what's going on with you sir and how are you today
2: yeah i'm good thanks for thanks for asking i'm, I'm good everyone and i might have to leave a little bit early depending on how long the show goes by prior shows probably about two-thirds in and that's because i'm recording a garden of doom today with a uh, Author who's written a book saying that he not only has he located Atlantis, but he can prove its location. So I'm certainly not letting that slip by. And then tomorrow I'm recording another Garden of Doom as well with a gentleman named Robert Temple. I won't give out the details yet, but if you Google him or or, or look at the uh, Earth Ancients that podcast, he was on there about two months ago. Um, very interesting presentation. So I'm mm-hmm.
0: I'm a little bit surprised he said yes. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing this Atlantis guy because you know. That's been the, like, number one, I guess, human mystery that people have been trying to figure out for years. So I, I, I'll be listening when it comes out intrigued finally to, it's okay. you know, to, to see that, like, okay, what's his evidence and everything along those lines? Because I'm on to say, like, hey, let's, I'm not one to go, oh, you're an idiot, you know? I, I mean, I'll listen to everybody to have to the idea uh, idea. So...
2: I'm also just not married to the name Atlantis as being the actual name of the place. I'm open right. to the idea that it was a name picked for something or some things that existed. The name itself that, that they never called themselves Atlanteans, just like uh, Native Americans never called themselves Native Americans, right? <laughs> and yeah.
3: Germans don't call themselves Germans; they're the Deutsch. Right. I think
2: there's a word for it. I think it's called it's called axonym when when the, someone else gives you a name, puts a name mm-hmm. upon you.
3: Yeah. I think that's that's really. I mean, most of what we most of what we have in the world is like that. Uh, F- Finnish, for instance, Finland is not Finland; it's Suomi. Right. Um, you know, Germany is Deutschland. Um, so yeah, m- m- most of the places in the world that we have names for are just us naming things because it's easier for us to pronounce things that we came up with. Well, Greeks um, were not Greeks.
2: They 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 were. You know, they, they, it was the Hellenistic uh, mm-hmm. society, yep. you know, and they were Macedonian or. Any number of names. Anatolian was, uh, you know, was 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 more used by Greeks than Greeks.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I think it was because, you know, you know, at the at the idea that Greeks had, were the first original society to this is why I'm doing this. I'm not letting Jimmy in so we could talk about this and then he can't say anything about it. Yeah. Um, you know, they were the first society to kind of spread their culture to the surrounding areas which rome took they up really weren't. you know uh sort of but like i mean uh, the first real recorded ones that we did that we see where we have that idea of their culture spreading throughout the places they went and then rome just took that to the next level um and so forth but i think rome really much better, right we can agree on that guys right
3: yes Um, Yeah, about what? Sorry?
2: It doesn't matter. Rome, Rome did it much better than the Greeks, right? Everyone did it better than the
3: Greeks. The Greeks.
0: Everybody did it better than the Greeks. And so, but I think I think really it, it became a way of well, we're seeing this over here and here, but this area we need to call it something. What is it? And it's I think that's how we ended up having to go that route because you know, same thing I think with Germany. You know, we had to designate an area because really that whole Poland Dutch. Austrian area; those, you know, there was a lot of intermingling of culture between, you know, the the Germans and the Polish and things along those lines. Hence, Hitler's thought of, "Hey, well, this is originally ours anyway, so we're taking it back."
3: Well, and, and Germany itself has really only been a country for about two hundred and something years. So right. before that, it was a, you know, it was if a collection was. of states. Yeah, I mean, right. if that, it was a collection of states for forever. That's why. That's why I've always sort of talked about this as like a, you know, what what is race right to, to people mm-hmm. so I mean I, I you know I don't Italy know if I've covered that way. yeah I don't know if I've covered that on this show before sorry I'm trying to keep my uh, my stuff away from my rat who wants to eat the cords um, but uh, stop it Prince Um but you know, I've I've answered this question before, where people have said like, you know, where are you from, or what are you, what what race are you, right, or are you are you white, right? And I just kind of mm-hmm. say, well, I mean, it depends on how far back you want to go before you, before you, before I get to claim something. And they say, well, right. what do you mean? And I say, well, I mean, you know, let's see, I'm Canadian, right? And then people will go, no, that's not a real thing. Canada's only been a country for like a hundred years. Okay, fine. I'm uh, I'm German and Irish, and then most people will say, oh, okay, you're German and Irish. That's fine, but. I mean, if you go back 400 years, I'm Bavarian and Irish, and if you go back 700 years, I'm Germanic and Celtic, and if you go back further than that, there's more, and if you go back further than that, there's more, and if you go back all the way, right? if you if you talk to scientists what they'll say is that humanity began in Africa so mm-hmm. if you go back as far as i can as as we can figure it out then i'm african so what race are you really depends on how far back you want me to go
2: right i can trace my lineage directly back to the fallen ones to the watchers i am the Phelan, <laughs> and and as such i started right there at the head of the four river
0: so i i know exactly yeah. where I am. yeah you know but i think uh <laughs> by the way i just now saw the private chat boy someone was hot to talk about that That we, we know what greeks
2: there. do best yeah, yeah. It, and, and it says so on the b on your head
0: oh. yeah uh butt stuff <laughs> uh all right well, what let's... are you trying to
2: say there jeff Huh did i not successfully say it i I think i
0: said it for him when he was
2: inferring i just pretty much said Uh, i'm sorry i thought i i I thought i I enunciated well don't don't act
1: like you guys have never done it before in your lives never it's
0: not your turn to talk because i haven't (laughs) gone to you yet so next and we're going to make you wait even longer because you're still the last person in the room so next to, to join us today how about we uh give the floor to mr chris how are you today sir
3: Thanks guys. Thanks. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. Sorry about taking that phone call earlier. It was my, it was my, my ex. She has my kids. So if she calls, I have to, I have to pick up. We Um, thought it was a draft trade. You were working on the draft for the WWE and you were trying uh, to work out a deal. Well, if only I could have worked on that draft and made it a little more entertaining. That might have uh, made for a better show today. Well, no. It's going to make for a great show because we're going to shit all over it. Um, but uh, but yeah, I am I am Christopher Ams. That's A-M-B-S like Lambs with Noel or bullshit first thing in the morning. If any of you ever forget, I'll just keep reminding you. Also, uh, Media M5, yes, I get it. Chin Dex. It's very funny because she has a very long neck. Um, yes, very funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: uh, and then, of course, last but not least, the, the problem child of the show, the lateness of the show, the guy who always has a problem, uh, it is our favorite. He had to shower. He had to shower, because that's what Greeks need to do. They need to shower. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, our favorite, Jimmy the Greek, how are you today, <laughs> sir?
1: I'm, I'm pissed. First oh. of all, Mr. Media M5, I'm a giver, not a taker, wink, wink. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> and greek store best john just quietly but other than that who made these picks C- can anyone tell me
0: well look we game. know that apparently there's some kind of brain trust and they decided oh. at one point they that G- uh, that teddy long a smackdown gm for the longest of times would make a <laughs> raw pick you know because holla holla play it and you know jbl who was announcer on both brands but most anonymously with raw Would make a smackdown pick, so (laughs) yeah that worked that was great i was going okay fine and oh and boy does michael ps hayes love to be in front of the camera and you feel like he missed it good lord we're going to talk about all that but what he
2: never loved to do is go shopping
0: oh my god look
2: because he's still wearing the same outfit
0: look that's that's true and that's the reason why i had to wear shades last night because when he came on the screen about burned my retinas off you know to see that on there and that god-awful hair look michael psa's look great but i don't think but...
2: that's his hair i think it comes with a hat <laughs> probably <laughs> does
0: i feel like at this point uh i mean he's the only guy i know that could make a fedora look bad uh <laughs> you know let's be honest but uh you know gentlemen i hope you had a good week this week uh mine was busy as hell but at the end of the day good week uh, in case you haven't seen yet uh, my fingernails are, you know, different colors now. So, oh,
1: no. Can we call you call uh, you John Hardy now from now on?
0: No, this is uh, <laughs> so, as in case, as you guys know, this we're at the end of uh, April, which is sexual assault awareness month. So, we've been teaching kids uh, very things about, you know, consent, healthy relationships, and stuff. And so, the practicality they also have here in Texas, what we call a star test, um, which is their, their version of standardized testing, which is stupid as hell um just teach the kids and they'll learn and don't make them teach for a test but anyway that's my political rant for the day um and so because of their week in the way things structured we thought we'd have a chill day on thursday not really a lesson but do something practical so they got to paint my fingernails but they had to ask what colors they wanted to use if they could use the color if i can use pick the finger and i told them you don't have to just use one color so they got creative and did all kinds of really fun designs so that was uh that was fun and they you know they got to we we talked we had a good time and yeah so i've got various colored fingernails and uh it's it's a, it's a fun time for me um so but anything anything why are you gay just kidding yeah why am i good uh because i like it sometimes um <laughs> look sometimes you look they make they make strawberry ice cream for those people okay um, you have some people who like vanilla. They don't so like those chocolate. people? For every now and then, you like those, those weirdos who like strawberries. Yeah.
2: Are you are you trying to do the Antoninus to Spartacus conversation or to the senator uh. in the movie Spartacus?
0: No, I, I've never <laughs> seen Antoninus, that. Antoninus,
2: do yeah. you like snails? Sometimes I like snails. I've known senators that sometimes like snails. Listen, about your nails, I will just toast you a Bud Light.
0: No, thank you. I appreciate it. But, like, it's, like, for me, and no, I'm not making saying that if you like strawberry you're game, I'm just saying everybody has (laughs) their own taste, and they make specific things for specific people. It's not whatever. So you all have your own things. We all have our own things that we like. Um, uh, You know, but I don't know. Uh, Guys, I think that, like, the the only thing I can think of this week, news-wise, to talk about is, uh, I don't know if you all saw this or not, we... um, Had a new wrestler appear, who's an old wrestler, is going to be appearing on Impact. Uh, Trinity Fatu, who's wrestling under the name Trinity, will be appearing on Impact Wrestling. um, I believe this week, if I remember correctly, she appeared last night. Oh, she appeared last night. Okay, all right. So, yeah, I pay attention to Impact a lot. Uh, Do you think this is a good uh, fit for her, or is just she just had nowhere else to go? What do you think, guys? (laughs)
2: It's not long-term. I mean, in fact, she she filed for a trademark for Trinity Star, so obviously she's planning to... I mean, I think she had nowhere else to go. She followed her friend. She supported her friend. She traveled the world with her friend, and it turns out her friend only had juice for one, not juice for two. So this is, I guess, better than nothing. You save a little face and you do what you want to do. She probably uh, signed for two tapings, which probably equals, you know, appearing last night in one pay-per-view, maybe two. and. Uh, and I'll pr- predict she'll be in the Royal Rumble. Hmm. Of course I predicted that last year too, so <laughs>
0: Well, you know, hey, you keep saying the prediction eventually is gonna be right. I got Jimmy you, right? still
2: coming back. It took me nine pay per views, but I got it.
0: It nine pay per views I got it. Yeah. Uh Chris, what do you think? Is, I mean, is this just like Jeff says a way to suffer to save face? Or do you think this could be something?
3: Well, this uh, this gives me an opportunity for my for my musical number of the show. Oh, Jimmy okay. crack corn and I don't care. I don't care. Jimmy, Jimmy crack, corn crack corn and I don't care. Don't care. Jimmy crack, Jimmy corn, crack corn, corn and, I don't, and I don't care. What the fuck Trinity Fatu does? <laughs> yeah. cool.
1: I don't care. Either. I think yeah. Either. I don't.
3: I think people are
0: trying to make this out to be bigger than it is. It's it's something she had to do because I mean at this point she's what over a year of not having been wrestled or seen on TV, right? Um, you know, I and again, like you said, Jeff, it's that idea of her friend convinces her to go, and then she's like, Yeah, I don't really have anything for you, but have fun. I hope you find something super cool. Dude, Bye. we should totally
3: quit our job and start our own business and stuff. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Hey, uh hey, you got those uh you, you got those cards for the business? Yeah, here you go. Oh, how come it just says your name for owner? Uh well, <laughs> that's something I needed to talk to you about. <laughs>
0: because New Japan doesn't want you. They only want me.
2: <laughs> I, I can't wait for Trinity's first uh, unscripted promo where she's like Diana sucks. Sasha sucks. Honey <laughs> oh, sucks. We're no. suck. saying, did I say that? I mean, Diana sucks.
0: Diana <laughs> sucks.
4: Yeah, Thank you. Uh, that Thank was you, cringe.
1: Thank yeah. you. That was cringe.
0: So, is everybody have a musical segment today? Because I don't do musicals, and I'm going to get the fuck out of here and we'll just end the show. <laughs> We're all doing musicals today. I'm just saying that right now. I hate musicals. They're awful. Uh, They're the worst. But uh, uh, I actually
1: agree with hard. you, John.
0: What <laughs> was that? Was that Jeff?
2: Oh, I said, this reminds me of a song that we can all break into. It's a great time for a musical interlude. (laughs)
0: Look, look. I have the power, right? (laughs) Just saying. Look. You put me in the Jimmy spot. I'm up top now. Hey, I'm behaving, motherfucker. That's right. You misbehave. You go in the Jimmy
1: spot. So we could play musical boxes right here.
0: Motherfucker. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not doing anything musical anymore. All right, no more musical. No mention though. Uh, and, and so, it, all right. Let's. I guess we can go into it the little bit here about last night. Um, first of all, it's. I know we had. We're a week out from Puerto Rico and backlash. Um, do you feel like this was an attempt to get in on the NFL draft? market you know per se because you know the nfl now has the thursday night the friday night and the saturday uh drafts going on do you feel like this is an attempt by WWD to say hey look we have our own draft you can watch that but then you can also watch ours
3: or do you think this was just poor timing in general oh no oh, I this speak- was definitely yeah. yeah this was definitely them trying to capitalize on the fact that it's sort of draft season for a lot mm-hmm. of people um do i think that it worked probably not do it did do i think that it was anywhere near as i mean if you're gonna do this you might as well do it right and actually try to entertain people with it and actually try to make it make sense i mean we talked about it already i mean some of these things were so completely nonsensical teddy long's drafting for raw what why what like he's literally been like connected with SmackDown for pretty much longer than anybody. I mean, Mm -hmm. he is a SmackDown, like, icon. So why is he making a a draft pick for Raw? Um, And there's a number of things that you could have done to make this a lot more interesting. You could have, I mean, you know... One of the best. I mean, again, like to me, like one of the very best sports movies ever is Moneyball, and part of it is because they show the real drama of what it's like to sort of be in charge of a, a, you know, of a a competing uh, team. Right In a league like that, you could have shown something like that. You could have really leaned into it and made this a really interesting, really intriguing moment. But instead, they just half-assed it like they do with most things in the WWE. Oh, it's draft season. Let's have a draft. Oh, it'll be cool because draft, 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 draft. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, did they make it interesting? No. I mean, are we all here thinking... This was fucking boring. I mean, it's drafty in here, cold draft here. Who made these picks, right? It's all, all of our comments are, well, this was fucking anticlimactic, wasn't it? It was a waste of time. It was, it was, you might as well just put it out
0: on the internet instead of putting it on our TVs, you know? But this was an opportunity for them to not have to write a show, not have to have promos and not have to really do a lot. Because, But here's the thing, you're a week out from backlash right in the whole purpose of this show to build up to backlash right and you're a week out because next week you're going to be in puerto rico you're not going to do anything before you know that show uh on friday night smackdown next week's show is going to be the complete other shits so you've got to sell it today and you didn't do that because you you put on you know nonsensical matches that made no sense like butch versus sheamus butch versus la Knight. i mean sorry and then You know, you had the three-way triple threat match for the tag teams, Um, dude. Like, oh yeah, Sonya Deville and Zelina Vega and trying to like, none of it did anything for anybody. Even this, you know, when I saw the main event was Kevin Owens and the in Sami Zayn versus The Usos, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, you know. I mean, I look, I was like, do I really have to watch this show? Do I really? Well. I had to take Jacob to work and I gotta pick him up nine, so I guess I gotta watch it. Yeah you know? Well but- and
3: I kinda of thought that they were gonna pull the trigger on something interesting um at yeah. the end of the show, you know, at the main event there where uh you know Paul Heyman takes the phone call during the main event and it's it's Yes my tribal chief? hmm <laughs> Yes, my tribal chief. Yes, my tribal chief. Mm-hmm. Right you know, that that evil moment for for Paul Heyman and it looked like he was sending it looked like he was sending solo out to maybe even take out the usos right which which i mean i'd be down to see that that would be right. that would have hooked me that would have gotten me going okay i mean the episode kind of sucked but at least the last 10 minutes were full of intrigue and i'm really excited to see what they're going to do next but They've been on this. Are they gonna take out the Usos? Are the Usos gonna be part of it for since WrestleMania? So mm-hmm. at this point, we're at the next pay per view, and there's still no there's still no progress, right? And that's that's the one thing that I want out of my wrestling program is I want it to progress. I want to see okay, what are we doing next, right? What are we actually going with next? Because right now it's just we're waiting till backlash is over, and then maybe we're gonna start. So.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. six points um, I don't know if I'm going to do them all at once but one your first question was did they do this because of the NFL draft and I think absolutely so and, and I don't think it was so much because it's draft seats I think it's because everything with them is social media and mm-hmm. if someone types in draft or sees draft You know, you're typing about the NFL draft or whatever, you may stumble upon WWE draft and, you know, may see the links. You might see it on YouTube. You may turn on the TV, whatever. The the kind of things that they think that every business thinks that that doesn't actually work in the real world. but I'll say a few nice things about this. I generally agree with, with most of what everyone's saying here. I, I mean, I don't think it was done very well. Some of the draft picks don't make sense. I mean, obviously you can tell by my handle tonight, uh, at least two of the ones I picked that make absolutely no sense to me. I thought dividing the roster into, into two parts is kind of stupid though. It does, I guess, allow a little bit of suspense about what happens with Rhea because Bianca's the SmackDown uh really? it was drafted to smackdown blah 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 i agree with what chris said about the stuff was solo that was a cliffhanger so that's okay i actually thought the, the 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 main event match which i wasn't really that interested in seeing i thought it delivered i thought it was a very good match um but LA knight won he won a match he rarely does that's good mm-hmm. zelina Shut vega down. who should have won three or four matches to get to this point who hasn't at least won a match she didn't look strong doing it mm-hmm. but she she won a match the draft itself at least changed the format so it wasn't so monotonous we were we were saved from recap and recap and recap mania hell so it was a little bit different um and it's gonna it, it's gonna control the news cycle we're going to be complaining about it why did they split cody from roman which i agree why did they split foot cody from roman will there be a trade or did they just botch it or is he gonna win money in the bank or royal rumble now or whatever We'll be talking about stuff like that. Um, as far as backlash is concerned, I, I don't know what they could have done to make this show more interesting. The, the matches they've set up aren't particularly interesting. And honestly, I think the, the, they think they've already show
0: sold the show by one thing and one thing only, and, and that's Bad Bunny. Hmm. I can see that. I can see that. I mean, but I, I think still, I mean, uh, yes, because I think Monday, was it Monday night? Because I think I saw that last night, where he comes out and like has a kendo stick to Damian Priest and says, "We're doing a street fight in Puerto Rico or something like that." And I said, and I think WWE threw the graphic up immediately: a San Juan street fight. You know? Um, okay, cool. Like, that still doesn't. So I'm gonna I'm gonna watch a a worldwide hip hop star wrestle a professional wrestler who is like. Twice the size of this man in a street fight.
3: Well, welcome well, to One. The street fight is the only way to make it believable. I mean, I guess the street fight is the only way to even like kind yeah. of make it believable because you've got weapons and that means you can negate the size difference. But I mostly agree with you. Like, I, I'm not interested in watching in watching that match either. But.
2: Yeah. I, th- I think that if, you know, the, the, the complaint about WWE for years is that they have all these non-wrestling TV writers on there and they're not allowed to do TV stuff or they don't know wrestling. And this is where they could have done exactly what Chris is saying. Had draft rooms and you have one table for main eventers. You have one table for your women's titles. You have one table for your tag team division. You have one table for your women's tag team division. You, you have another table for, you know, setting pro- – you have draft boards there and things like they could have – completely leaned into it and not even had to do any goddamn matches they could have made it all about the draft and and done like the money ball or the worst version the one with kevin costner where it was the baseball version which was basically a disney movie but they you know they, they let these writers actually write something but nah they, you know, they 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 gave us lazy
0: shit and picked matt riddle fourth and indy hartwell eighth i mean come the fuck
4: on yeah
0: and sorry about that apparently it's my end for some reason spectrum yeah,
2: well, Indy, Indy Hartwell shouldn't be picked eighth in NXT. Any, yeah, she
0: like, any, the any the NXT picks in general should not have been picked. But you know, I'll uh, say one
2: nice thing about that. I'm sorry, I know I keep railroading. Everyone, going to stop. But we got what they did accomplish last night is they gave us two women's tag teams in uh, Fire Dawn, and assuming Indy, assuming Candice stays on Raw, you now have the way. So. So if they're trying to build a division to make the women's tag team titles mean something, at least they gave us two tag teams last night.
0: Yeah, I, I guess I could see that now you now. Know, if, if we're going to do that. But, I mean, to me, this is one of those things where – they and they've done that before where they you saw like a draft room where you had a a raw contingent and a SmackDown contingent and you had a draft room and you had guys – do that. Make it, like you said, Jeff, interesting where we see that kind of thing. We see that in the NFL draft where we see – the you know the chargers uh, war room or the cowboys war room or the you know the giants war room as they're getting ready to make their picks show that you know not just you know teddy long walking out of a door that says raw on it you know and with you a can card.
3: Have, and you can have the disappointment on the face of the raw general manager when whoever picks roman first right you right can see, you can see that look of like
0: son of a bitch okay. like and, but you mean, it's like, okay, well, SmackDown, well, then, where are they going to have them? Well, yeah, well, we figured, like, okay, we know. And yeah,
2: what that. a great way to bring in more nostalgia, actually, show faces, you know, you can have a Lunger Blaze in there in the SmackDown room on the women's board and somebody picks, you know, whatever. I, well, Bianca was picked by SmackDown, so put in the Raw room and she had Bianca number one and she go, you know, man. yeah. And then go, well, you yeah. know, like that. And then someone argues with her, well, we have the next pick. We, we drew straws around. She's like, God! it you know and then then you could have i don't know i don't know if she'd even do it but mickey james in the in the in the smackdown room you know controlling the draft board on that and then you have you know tag team wrestlers doing one so you could have had big e and kofi on there even though they're injured you know since they're not eligible have them drafting for smackdown and then like maybe monday they get drafted to raw and it's just like what, and they have to leave the room and walk across the hall or whatever
0: yeah, you know, I mean, and that that could have been way more entertaining and more fun. But again, like we said, it's just you know, oh, let's just have Teddy Long walk out of a raw uh, thing and then go mm, like this and looking at the card before he goes to walk on stage. You know, the only the only presentation that I enjoyed out of all of this was Triple H's. You know, he started the show, he walked out, and of course he had his music, which was awesome. Like I don't care who you are. I was watching with one of my friends last night, and we were like. Okay, that's cool. I love I love Triple H's music. It's a fun way to start the show. Cool. And he did a great job with it, with, you know, being that kind of authoritarian figure and announcing the things. He should have been announcing the, th- as, you know, the showrunner, the person who runs, you know, creative, he should have been the one. They should have been handing him the cards and he's making the announcement. He should have been the godell, you know, per se. And then... He and but then also to him, like, oh, yeah, no, y'all like with the Cody part. Oh, we just cut you off the ball, go ahead and do it, you know. But then they got the crowd to do the whoa, whoa, and and you know, that was yeah,
1: that was funny,
0: yeah. You know, and I think of everybody who did the presentations, he was the best and the most entertaining. And after that, it just fell so flat,
3: you know. Drix Tr- brings a sense of gravitas to whatever he does, really. It, I mean, it, 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 like, that. I've never been a huge Triple H fan in terms of talent, I've always thought that he was. I've always thought that he was a really good number 3 on on any wrestling show. Like he's not he he's to me he's not the main event. He's not even the he's not even the other side of the main event, but he's a really good third option on any wrestling show he's mm-hmm. ever been on, but Actually, like in this position as like a leader, as the general manager kind of kind of position, I actually think that he brings a really great <clears throat> sense of gravitas. I loved him in his role uh, when he was doing that. Whenever he would whenever he would come into an NXT show and he would do like a live promo to like get the crowd riled up, I always thought I, I like this. I-, I really I really like what he's doing here. And uh, yeah, I mean, last night he was definitely the one with the gravitas. Everybody else was kind of playing up the silliness of it and I don't think that that was the right way to go I think that uh, a more serious a more serious um, a more serious um, angle to this would have helped make the brand split a lot more serious and would have made the draft seem like a big deal yeah. Um, but when you've got everybody playing and, and, and sort of, you know, playing touch butt in the park with each other, it just looks like, oh, they're not taking it seriously. Why should I take it seriously? This obviously okay. isn't an important thing. Um, but yeah, Triple H has a tendency to, to bring a lot of gravitas to whatever he's doing. And, um, I thought, like you said, I thought he did a good job last night too.
2: He feels very natural out there. The other guys, I mean, they're, they're nostalgia and just happy to be in front of the crowd is sort of like the wwe equivalent of the vakingo and commander high spots on aew it's like house show stuff it's like for the crowd the crowd's happy to see them but on tv it's just like all right we've seen this a thousand times before you know pretend this is serious but i don't want shit on too much it was stupid i mean i didn't expect much more than stupid it was stupid than i wanted based on the order of the picks and that strange dividing of, of the roster kind of thing in some arbitrary and meaningless sort of way and you knew the masters were dumb too because you knew the people who got drafted to, to smack down that night were gonna win so mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean yeah but
0: yeah yeah uh, like you Jimmy
2: know uh... said anything in a long time I should we do a wellness check i mean are, are you okay alive? are you yeah. alive Jimmy's i having a chat uh, I'm
1: alive. With the chat what, what, no one's yeah. called me in man i'm just fucking, uh waiting for, for my call. that's all
0: <laughs> well that we well, we're just not used to you being here this early, Jimmy. That's why it's it's just. That's all right. That's my it mind, man. Off. It throws us That's off. But yeah But I mean, I guess overall, Jimmy, how did you feel the presentation and everything for the show last night? The draft. Um I think you know, like I said, it's a it's a it's a way to get draft tie in with the NFL draft. But do you did you feel like this was a waste of time for you, or do you feel like this was a a show worth watching?
1: The whole year has been a waste of time. Right now, think about it. I yeah. mean. First of all, yeah, they're definitely piggybacking off the NFL draft, 100%. Mm. Second of all, what was the whole point of all this build between Cody and Roman and the Usos and Sammy and Kevin Like, What was the whole point of all this? What was the point of Rhea Ripley winning the SmackDown Women's Championship just for the SmackDown Women's, uh, the Raw Women's Champion to be the SmackDown Women's Champion now? And vice versa, I assume. So, what was the whole point of everything? I mean, does Cody really want to win a belt, for example, that has no lineage, that's well, got I no think, legacy?
0: I think that's the. I think the lineages, the tie into the World Heavyweight Championship belt, which is you know the big big gold belt, Rick Flair had. Didn't think- Dusty
1: win that one technically?
0: Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That's probably why, and that's the whole. I think the the idea of the design and the look of it was to pay an homage to that, and to give it that. And then he said, "We're bringing back the World Heavyweight Championship belt, which is that tie into that homage to that belt back then." I think right. it's a stretch. I think it's a stretch. It's Don't a get beat me wrong. Stretch. But here's the other thing, Jimmy. I think the USO Sammy thing that was built to tell the story of the USOs being cut out of the bloodline. It's not about Sammy and Kevin Owen in that. Right. It's about the the Usos and the bloodline being separated out. And so we're seeing that even more where we saw at the end of the night, you know, Solo is sitting there at the sidelines watching. And we don't know, was he supposed to attack Sammy and them? Or was he supposed to attack the Usos? And, and you know, we get cut off with that. But that's kind of what we see. Is it going to be, you know, they? Well, and we see that it was Roman... Paul Heyman and solo taken and not the Usos and Paul Heyman gives in, like, Oh, you're going to get drafted tonight. It's not going to be a big deal. And da, da, da. And this is like watching one of those number one picks that is projected to go in the first round, keep falling and falling Starts and sinking, falling. Man. And then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, we're out of the first round and he's not picked. And now that's where we are with the Usos. We're seeing that protection from Roman being pulled away. And that's the story we're telling It's Sammy and Kevin were the catalyst, but they're not a part of the story. The real story is that itself. In the Cody story, obviously they were going to separate him from Roman because they did the whole Brock Lesnar thing, you know, after the fact. You know, so it was was that idea that Roman's going to be Roman. He's going to do his thing. We want to get Cody somewhere else, knowing we're going to do this brand split, knowing we're going to have a second belt. Maybe we can have him win the belt that his dad did. So let's get him off of that with this Brock Lesnar thing. Is it stupid? Yes, it's stupid. I don't like it, but that's the way they want to go. And let's be honest, you have Cody on one brand and you have Roman on the other. Those are pretty two big superstars to have on brands to be the head of your fans to go forward. So I I get the idea of it. Has it been sloppily done? Yes. But then again, this is WWE we're talking about. They don't do things delicately or, or very well.
1: You're 100% correct, but they also were walking, talking contradiction. Because didn't Cody come out and say when he first signed with WWE that he wants to win the belt that his daddy never won? Did he not say that? He did. He did. So what's, this? What, well, what's that, this? What's all this about? You know but that's I mean? Cody like,
0: saying things. That, that doesn't mean it's going to happen. You well, know, right, I mean, no, you that's know. right.
1: But still, the fact that that's it. but that that's him getting his second, uh, like it's a second finish prize, dude. Like he finished second. Not, like,
3: I, I, finish I, I don't, else? I don't, Sorry. I don't understand why everybody seems to be thinking that this is the end of the story for Cody and yeah. Roman. I, I, I don't. This well, it's going to be on hold
1: for at least like a year. Oh, well, yeah, until the mean, next it, WrestleMania, I, right? Or Survivor in Series, f- possibly. How
3: on the fuck are you gonna like if you? Listen, the best place for Cody to finally go over Roman, if that's actually the call here, is WrestleMania, match. obviously. I mean, right. <laughs> obviously, it's at WrestleMania. That's the biggest show of the year by far, by a lot, by a mile. It is mm-hmm. the biggest show of the year. Um, that's the place where stories culminate. That's the place where stories finally get get finished or whatever. Um, it, you're going to try to keep Cody away from Roman for an entire fucking year? I don't think so. I I don't think that that makes sense. I don't think that that makes sense on SmackDown if they're both on mm -hmm. the same show. If they're on separate shows, Cody can go his own way. He can have a title run now because everybody seems to be worried about, oh, Cody's buried now. He didn't win. He didn't win. Mm -hmm. He didn't win at WrestleMania. Now he's buried. Well, okay, here you've got an opportunity for Cody to have a little run for the next six to nine months. He loses the belt nine months from now to Walter uh, he wins the royal rumble after coming in at number 1 and then the next night on on raw he comes out and he says uh yeah i won the royal rumble and i have the the chance to to challenge uh walter comes out and says okay let's do let's do it again cody says no 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 i'm not challenging you for the for the main event at wrestlemania i'm tri- i'm challenging the tribal chief but wait, because yeah, that's he the has story that something i need to finish
1: for, he needs to yeah. win a rumble again or something like that to get to have that, right? Yes.
4: Uh, but there so, what does he do? Yes. You? Win the rumble so from, the meantime, from number
1: one next time instead of number thirty. Fucking a. I don't know, man. I, I feel like they've messed up big time with this new championship. Uh, what I'm confused about is Roman Reigns. Is he still going to be the WWE and Universal Champion at the same time?
3: Uh, is that, that going to be is one, sort one of belt a stupid now? Thing they need to. They need right. to. I mean, they need to actually bring those belts together because it just looks silly now. Him holding two belts, but
1: so then scrap the universal championship and just call it the WWE championship again. Otherwise, it's stupid. I just feel like Cody saying what he said. The contradiction that that WWE is. I don't know who the hell was making these picks. Who was making the picks? Like I said, like who was it? Tell you
3: have,
1: I, oh yeah, right. Vince but it, we GVL. didn't have no. Sorry, Jeff. Vince's moustache. Vince's <laughs> moustache, right? Obviously, he was making these picks. The point is, we don't know who was making the picks technically. We had no general managers. We had no peers even making those picks at first. We've got Cody saying he wanted to win the WWE Championship, finish the story. I assume that's done now because... He's no, going you're to assuming
3: super. it's why would you assume but it's yeah. done because
1: but you guys are assuming that it's not done right but i, I i'm not sure yet I, i'm not i, I assuming don't know
3: anything.
1: If, well, not yeah. you, not you i'm talking about the top two
4: Mm-mm.
1: i just don't well, know what I, the I've hell's been
3: going been on yeah. here. wait i don't i'm assuming on. it's not done like yes <laughs> i am assuming that they're going to keep that they're going to keep doing something with cody and roman and that that's right. the eventual plan because <laughs> Right now, there is nobody who is even close to ready to take the belt off of Roman, even after the bloodline collapses. Nobody's really in a position where they can do that, other than Cody Rhodes. And, I mean, listen, Jimmy, we've been doing a podcast together for three years. Do you know anyone who dislikes Cody Rhodes as much as I do? Uh, No, probably not. The vet is up there, though. Okay, I can't stand the guy. He's still the only guy who's in a position to take the belt off a Roman after the bloodline collapses. Mm-hmm. They need to give that time so that once the bloodline collapses, it makes sense. It it can't just be all of a sudden the bloodline's gone because that's gonna bury and that's gonna bury three years worth of writing. They have to give it time. The right time is next WrestleMania, but in between now and then, you have Cody go off. Become his own man, become mm-hmm. his own champion, and then once the rumble comes along, you have him win it, and challenge Roman at the at at Maini. I just that's think the uh, best uh, story. No,
1: no, no honestly, wait, wait, wait a second, Jeff. I just <clears> want to <throat> say this. Sorry, man, because I just have to get it off my chest. Hey, okay, I do it all the time. <laughs> no, that's all right. Um, no, be- anyway, I just think because I didn't pull the trigger at at WrestleMania with Cody winning, I think it's, he's done. Like I just think he's done. Even if he wins it a year later, right at WrestleMania, whatever, I couldn't care less by that point. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like, wh- what was all that for? What was the people point said, of him winning the Rumble?
3: People said the same thing about Daniel Bryan not not winning the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, um, and I think Jimmy,
0: one, I think there's a couple of things you got to remember here. You know, nobody's seen Cody with a World Championship belt in WWE, right? right. So right, you, right. you 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 AEW. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. you know, you've got to give him that time with a world championship belt, and this gives him that opportunity to do so so that then it becomes even more prestigious if he does lose it to Walter or whatever, that, yes, he can carry the belt, he can carry a brand, and, yes, he can go after Roman. And like, And like Chris said, it has to be after the bloodline. It has to be that whole idea that Roman now – has alienated everybody else so that when he faces Cody, it is just Cody that um, people are saying, do we see Jay versus uh, Roman match? I don't see that. It's been done. Could you do it? Maybe. But, like, that's the story. Do I want to see told? Uh, maybe. I don't know. They I'm haven't
1: not... built nobody to go up against Roman Reigns right now, man. And,
0: and that's fine. They think this is where... You give that brand where you have Roman on SmackDown um, killing everybody, and you you use Cody to be built on Raw. You use Walter to be built on Raw. You get these guys over there to be built under out from under Roman's shadow, so that it now becomes, you know, oh look over here at Raw. We've got Walter. We've got we've got Roman. We've I mean, right? we got Cody. Uh, yeah, um, you, get the, uh, you. you get the you get the sparkly red finger today <laughs> for that
2: one. It doesn't have the same effect.
0: Yeah. Um, but you know, you've well. built these guys up, you know, you, you get Drew McIntyre back to where he needs to be. These guys are now out from under Roman's, you know, shadow, and they're able to do that. Um, so I think I think that's that's why some of these moves are made, but I think in the long run, again, it was just sloppily done, it was not very well done, and it I wasn't think even thought out.
1: Like it it really know? felt thrown together yet.
0: We we don't know that it's not thought out. That I, I appreciate
2: your skepticism because there's a lot of thought reason. out
0: about the presentation of the draft. The, the 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 draft picks itself. We'll talk about that and see how if there are. And but Edge think...
1: will be the one that faces very much medium 5 says <laughs> just quality. He's right about sure, that. But he,
2: he's he's a perfectly good opponent for SummerSlam to lose. I mean, right. he's a big name. I mean, yeah. there's nothing
0: wrong with that. Put him on a, on a thing. But I think I think really at the end of the day, this is one of those things where. My biggest I don't the, the the moves are the moves. They're gonna be what they wanna be. We're gonna put a fresh painted of coat on somebody um to get them what they need to. I, think that, the paint. I I know that's that's the joke on, on Conrad's podcast. I say that all the time. So I'm I'm borrowing that. Um but they Southerners. Yeah, you know, we do <laughs> we do it we do it better. Um the idea really I think for me it's not that it wasn't thought out for the picks or anything like that. We have to see how that develops. For me, it's the presentation itself felt very slapped together last minute. Oh, yeah, we've got the draft on Friday night. Let's throw some uh, raw graphic on a door, a SmackDown graphic on or door, and we'll have guys, you know, read it out. I agree with
2: that. Well, let's talk about it. Who thought that the draft presentation was lazy and not well done?
0: Raise your hand. Yeah, four for four. I mean,
2: that, that that's – but, yeah. I mean, as far as optimistic Jeff, which, you know, is, I'm not entirely comfortable with him, but <laughs> – you know, there's there's a couple things that can happen. One, a trade. They've mm-hmm. done blockbuster trades in the past. So that could be one way to get Cody back on the same brand. And it doesn't have to be right away. It can be down the line. How long? Thing, though, that- things I don't I don't know how long whenever things I don't want to see that could happen. Money in the Bank, which is coming up sooner. He could win Money in the Bank. And I presume that if you win Money in the Bank, you can go wherever. Do I want him to win Money in the Bank? No, I do not. A heel should win Money in the Bank. With a free uh, briefcase, and Cody. And, and, I, and I prefer you use Money in the Bank to elevate somebody who's mm-hmm. sort of in the mid-card or on the cusp and make them look stronger. But can you? Yes. Royal Rumble, which is in January, which feels like a long way away, is, but it isn't. Do I want to see Cody win the Royal Rumble again? No, I do not. But you can get there and 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 he gets to pick whoever he wants. So there's at least three ways right there. Cynical, Jeff is the is that, and this is cynical about Cody. At some point, people are re- gonna remember he's just Cody Rhodes. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he's 210 pounds in in <laughs> he's small in WWE, and he, he's a pretty good wrestler, and that's about it, but he ain't that interesting. Yeah. Um, and he and he's not that large in life cartoonish figure, and co and Cody mania it would burn a fever like Kofi mania, not like the Daniel Bryan yes movement, which is still going on today. Yeah. So I, I'm not, I'm not terribly broken hearted that it's not Cody. Is it because I'm a Lashley Mark? Yes, it partly is. Um, of course, I admit my biases. Is it because I would rather see LA Knight in that position, or even Drew McIntyre, or even Sheamus, <coughs> or Gunter? Yeah. I, I would, but uh, you know, but there is, but if Paul Heyman still has some influence over this bloodline story, and I think he does, I'm going to put a little bit of faith in Paul Heyman in that this story isn't quite over. Is it dragging? Yeah, but it's wrestling. Things are going to drag some, and they're going to be, dra- and they're going to drag partly by necessity based on the events like backlash, like like crown jewel or whatever they're calling it in Saudi Arabia. So. There, there are places where there can be interplay and they can continue the story. It looks like the immediate story is more about what's going on with Solo and his
1: brothers. Right. See, there's yeah. another issue, though. You bring up Money in the Bank. I've, I've said for the last few weeks, I think it would have been better if, if they had the championships on the line at Money in the Bank, right? So whoever pulls down one champ, championship is the champion of that. Whoever pulls the other one down is the champion of that. But they haven't done that and they won't do that now you bring up money in the bank just say like you said la Knight wins right just say like you want i think we would all want la Knight to win it problem is if he does win it he ain't getting any no championship he ain't gonna beat cody if he's the champion by that point he ain't gonna beat roman reigns if he's still champion at that point i just don't see it and lately they're all losers who win the money in the bank no one has cashed in successfully in a couple of years maybe longer yeah, well, Austin Theory's been the two-time U.S. champion since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, U.S. champion. It's stupid.
4: It, it, it's <coughs> stupid.
1: They just add rules whenever they feel like it. They add stupid... Like, it's dumb. Since when was those Money in the Bank Championships uh, briefcases due f- for a cash-in on a U- U.S. championship?
3: Come
4: on. It, it was always, for it, whatever
3: it, championship you wanted. Yeah, It's it, it it always been it, it, well, if He, it's he remote- cashed
2: it in on the U.S. He cashed it in on the... World champion, he just failed.
1: Yeah, yeah, it failed. But when was the last time a Money in the Bank winner has actually cashed in successfully? Later? The Miz. Three years. When was years that? Ago. Two years. Three ago. years ago. Three years ago. So Come if on. LA Knight does win, say, I, I, then I he's going to be a loser everybody too. Who again, gets Money in the Bank doesn't succeed.
2: If everybody won, yeah. there'd be nothing. That wouldn't be interesting either.
0: Just don't telegraph exactly. it like they did this year where they say, Well, eighty five percent of money in the bank winners have you know won. You know, they telegraphed it this year that, that they weren't gonna win because they kept saying the amount of how high the percentages of people who have cashed in and won. You know. Uh, I think the whole point was this was always gonna be a way to get a championship on somebody and you cash it in whoever. Yeah. But it was that idea too that the reason why they did it is because hey, it's a fun way to get there give edge a belt you know edge was, and that's how he got you know the opportunist whatever they call him um the title. ultimate opportunist ultimate opportunist title because it was that idea of like okay well undertaker just got you know jacked up so let me go cash in and i get my belt cool you know or whatever i don't even remember how it all went but that's the whole purpose behind it it was that idea of you have this wild card because here's the thing the champ is going to wrestle And they're going to wrestle on pay-per-views and they're going to be on the brand and they're going to be there. But then you have this wild card in the back of your head that you're always looking over your shoulder because you never know when that guy's going to show up and try to take your belt off of you. And it's going to be when you least expect it, you know, and, uh, you know, and I mean, maybe he does. Maybe it's the guy does it like the Roy Kent says at four in the morning, which is typically when people are less likely to believe they're going to be attacked in their home. And then they stand over him <laughs> with a rope soaked in red and just keep hitting it with it, hitting it with it, hitting it with it. And they get confused with their blood and you laugh and you keep going, you know, whatever that case may be. You, that's the whole intrigue behind the story is when's this guy going to do it? Like with Seth Rollins, he held it for a while. And then he cashed in at WrestleMania and made it a three-way, and won the That title. was awesome. Yeah, and I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's the whole point. And I can see whoever wins it, that's going to make it intriguing. When Otis won it, that was intriguing. And then they said, hey, let's, you know, Otis it obviously wasn't championship ready. You know, then they had that whole bit where Otis lost the belt or, or the briefcase so that they gave it to somebody who could, you know, use it. That was an interesting aspect. There's lots of fun stories <laughs> to tell, and it elevates a person. Think about where Otis was and what happened afterwards. You know, I mean, they did some good things. Now, I will say this if I don't get um Otis <laughs> as a maximum male model, then that's where I'm totally drawing the line on WWE. Do they
1: fly. seem like they're in two minds with that right now? Because it does feel like that. It's like I, I they want to do it. I'm not much don't. time
0: worrying about Otis or Otis. No. So-
2: I mean, he's he's basically Sammy Guevara in in that he's always going to be at the same level. That's yeah. that, that's Otis yeah. is going to have a 15 year career and 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 never be anything
0: different than he is now. And I'm fine with that agree. because I like I like happy Otis, so I like happy Otis. So all right, guys, well, let's I guess let's go ahead and let's let's we kind of danced around the show. We talked a little bit about it. Let's go about it in order. Let's talk these picks. We'll start with the beginning first, as we kind of talked about. Triple H makes the appearance. He opens the show and he brings out the first four picks of the draft. We all agree that he was the best presentation um, for this uh, show. If we're going to have to grade it, uh, I would say this is a solid B presentation from him. Uh, I, I don't want to give it an A because this show, nothing on the show was an A-plus at all. Um, I would say this was probably the best part of the show for the most part, especially with when it comes to presentations There's a B. But um, we go with the first four picks. Uh, SmackDown gets the Bloodline, which is specifically – Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa, and Paul Heyman. Uh, and Raw gets Cody Rhodes. So uh, when I was with my friends, I said, Watch, Roman Reigns is going to be one, and Cody Rhodes is going to be two.
1: I said the same thing. Too.
0: And everybody was like, Oh my God, how did you? I was like, It's, it's dumb. I know exactly what they're doing. Um, but I mean, obvious choices, right, guys? Do you think
3: anybody have any disagreements on why? No. no. I, I don't I don't see why you would have gone with
0: any other one, too. Nobody. Right. Exactly. I don't I don't either. Uh, all right, so then uh, number two, we have our first movement where we have Bianca Belair, the Raw Moves chant, gets picked by SmackDown in the number two pick. And Raw's number two pick is Becky Lynch. Um, so, guys, thoughts on these two picks?
1: Stupid.
2: Two head scratchers as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens with Rhea. Um, but, I mean right you know.
1: that's that's why it's dumb because why would they go for becky lynch instead of rhea ripley right because well, she wasn't because elig- she
3: wasn't eligible today oh, and be why wasn't she
1: eligible i i cannot
2: answer that they, they did not do a good job of i mean they did a good job of telling you that that was the case and putting up a graphic <laughs> that you could see all the faces there um they should have they should have had like a, a scrawl underneath telling you who was eligible to be drafted Uh, And then, like, another one who let you know or who's eligible on, but but they even, but they literally,
3: no, no, because they, they literally even confused Wade Barrett because Wade Barrett on commentary tonight during the LA match went, if, if, if SmackDown doesn't draft (laughs) one of these two men next, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a huge shocker. And literally, Cole had to be like, well, actually, they're, they're not eligible until, until Monday, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. but, I mean, when, you're, when your announcers are even confused about what the fuck you're doing, then you've done something very wrong.
2: Yeah, very true. I mean, Cole didn't know. I, I legitimately don't think the NXT people knew who was going to be drafted uh, and and obviously needed the commentary because Michael Cole clearly doesn't watch NXT because he said Isla Dawn, instead of Iladon which is very understandable if you're going to read it. Uh, but you didn't know that beforehand. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't really love the idea of drafting the other you know, brands champion to your brand. And unless SmackDown also drafts Rhea Ripley, and then it's a little bit interesting uh, as to you have two women's champions there, but it's, it's too soon for those two to meet. So, you know, we're just kind of that stupid obligatory trade. So, you know, it's just for people to argue over the weekend. Now, Becky Lynch, you know, this is like this. Feels like a legacy pick. There's nothing in in the last year or so of her work that merits being the third overall pick.
3: No, and that's the thing. They can say, "Well, you're not eligible until Monday," but there's no way that this show would have started off with anyone but Roman Reigns being picked first. Right, um, and we know that. Like we know that. Even if they said, "Oh, he's not eligible." If somebody else would have gotten picked first, it would have felt like, okay, why is Roman Reigns being demoted here? Why why isn't he the most important focus of the draft? Mm -hmm. And that's the way real drafts work. So, yes, I know that you have two shows and that you want to make it so that both shows have something important to do. But sometimes you can't. Sometimes you just have to focus in on one thing. Like the money in the bank, there shouldn't be... You know, now that the brands are split, there shouldn't be two money in the bank briefcase briefcases. Right. That should be exclusive to one show. And if you want to make the draft, if you want to do the draft, if you want to do it right, you've got to build it up. You've got to make it make sense, and then all of the picks have to be in the order that they actually should be. Right. Because, like you said, I mean, having Becky Lynch go fourth instead of, uh, you know, instead of having it be Rhea Ripley. It looks like a demotion no matter what happens on Monday.
4: Right. Because Rhea,
0: Rhea wasn't even on like, you know, in this eligible for this draft, which
3: is you know ridiculous. And yeah. she maybe. showed up and got spiked on her head. So. Right.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Maybe maybe what they mean by not eligible, right? Is because she's a champion so automatically she becomes by you know, by default, she's part of Raw. That's the only thing no, that can make be-
3: sense. No, because the pick just before Becky Lynch was the SmackDown Women's Champion going to right. Raw, which
1: means that to- that championship now becomes the de facto SmackDown Women's Championship, right? So you need a Women's Championship on Raw.
0: Who knows? Like, I, like we said, who knows what they do with this thing? But I think, I think fine. The, but make it make sense. Make yeah, it it like, I know, well, it's I'm almost saying it makes sense. Like, I'm because,
1: just trying to make sense of it, right?
0: Because here's the thing, right? Because when Roman was picked, what did Triple H say? He said, "Now the new World Heavyweight Championship will be exclusive to Raw." You know, he he made that specific and very clear. He didn't right. say that when Bianca was picked. He just said True. the Raw Women's champ, Bianca Belair, is now on SmackDown. And that's it, you know. Can I, mean, I just
3: say too, uh, like th- this is a little bit of a of a personal gripe. I hate the branded championships the way that they are. Yeah, me too. I do not like them being called Raw Tag Team Championships, mm-hmm. SmackDown ta- Tag Team Championship. The 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 Raw Women's Champion and the SmackDown Women's Champion. Like I know like the WWE owns a whole lot of like IP. They could just split it and then have it make sense a lot more. If they said the the women's uh, the women's world champion, the women's WWE champion, the tag the world tag team champions, and the WWE tag team champions, just split them that way so that it doesn't sound so fucking aggravating i don't know if it's just a tick for me but when everything is blue or red including the titles and everything is literally called the raw women's champion the the smackdown tag team Championship, it just sounds really fucking indie to me like
1: yeah it's all for name marketing them something
3: case. that sounds better because marketing the, and,
1: and merch
0: the reason why they're not doing that and i guarantee you a reason why is because it makes one when you go that route, Chris, it makes one sound less than the other because you have a world champion versus a WWE champion. It makes. It sound I don't okay.
3: think that that does make them sound less. I, I like to me, I would rather be I would rather be the WWE champion or the world champion rather than the Raw champion because that just it to me. I, I don't know. Again, maybe it's just a weird tick for me. Maybe it's just me thinking no. this. But every time I see that, I just cringe a little bit. Like ah. Like world. what I think would be fucking perfect, and I, I, I mean I get why they don't do this, because the they they, they fear that they wouldn't get the same rights the rights fees. But if they had a WWE and a WCW and they just split it that way, you could just have the WCW world champion, the WWE world champion, and you could have them both be equals on their own show. You could have the WCW tag team championships, the WWE Tag Team Championships, and then they're just equal on either shows.
1: Mm. Not in WWE, Chris. You know how they go, man. But they should have just done – if they weren't going to do what Chris said, which I agree with, by the way, they should have just called it the World Heavyweight Championship, the WWE Championship. No Raw, no SmackDown. Just like they used to have it.
0: I I I, I hear what you guys are saying, but also, like, they're wanting to make them equal. That's why they went with the branding title. Because it's like – Okay, you're our WWE champion on Raw, and this is our WWE champion on SmackDown. Whereas, when you like, let's be honest, if you hear someone's a world champion, right, that sounds prestigious. When you hear that someone's a champion in their company, like let's take baseball, for example, you have a national league champ in the, you know, uh, the Mets, and that's never gonna happen. But let's say you hear the Mets, <laughs> but the World Series champion is the Texas Rangers, right? Right. And that's Everybody's going to remember the, the league's Texas Ranger. merging
1: Right? And that's why but you got that. But
0: it's the same idea, right? right. You, you have two different brands and then you bring them together, but you have that one world champ. The world champ is more prestigious and will be remembered rather than the National League champ who didn't win. And well, so but
3: that's but, but we're saying the same thing, but just we're we're on different sides of what we think on this. Like right, right. I think that it's way more prestigious for somebody to call themselves the WWE or World Champion than it is to say the SmackDown, Smackdown. Champion or yeah, yeah, Raw yeah. Champion. I yeah. just I think that yeah maybe they're equal, but they're equal but less. It's like yeah, but see, are they it's, really? It's like, equal? like the, it's like it's like the equality under communism. Yes, everyone's equal because yeah. everyone has fucking nothing. Right. Okay. That, you know, that's not good. It, that, that might be equal. It's still not fucking good. Right. And but let's it, be
1: it, honest, the WWE Championship is the championship, period. Like, it always will be.
0: But, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the other thing is, like, I think we're we're thinking, like, logically, and this is WWE thought of, like, wow, we don't want one brand to be elevated over the other with a world versus WWE. And I guarantee you, because that's what I heard, that was one of the processes of going for the branded titles, because some people felt like the world championship was more prestigious than the WWE championship because of the naming of it. You know, this, remember, we're dealing with wrestlers who sometimes are petty children, you know, <laughs> dealing yeah. with how they're perceived sometimes. and how they, and how they look. And so then I can imagine, you know, Vince or whatever saying, all right, fuck it. We're all being in the same thing. You're gonna be the Raw champ. You're gonna be the SmackDown champ. So I don't have to hear this shit anymore because it's stupid. It's a prop. It's just to you know, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. You know, that's how it. Imagine it, it goes, and the reason why it went that route because it doesn't. It's not for us because we're logical enough to understand that it's for the wrestlers who were like, well, he's the world champ and I'm just the WWE champ. You're the same goddamn thing. Fine. I'm going to take it away and bring you down to the level of now look aren't we all the same you're the smackdown champ and I'm the, and he's the raw champ does that make you feel better? Problem it's is, it's
1: all a facade, children. though, John.
0: And, and I understand that, but that's how you deal with children. It's, that's that's it's how all, you it's deal all facade, with man. children. That it's, you make it look the same. Look, it's the same. It's the same thing, but like.
1: They still won't believe that it is the same, though. That's the problem. That's, I'm talking about the children.
0: Well, no, the children do. I, look, <laughs> look, I work with kids a lot. When you have something and then you go, oh, look, everybody's the same. It's like, oh, okay, cool. You uh, know, it, it's not. You know, and I tell them, okay, look, you know, I have a snack bucket, right, for when we come after school, because sometimes schools feed kids at ten thirty in the morning, which is the stupidest thing ever. You know, why you have a kid eat lunch at two at ten thirty in the morning, you know, and then they don't get out of school till three thirty, four o'clock, and they're starving, right. and they don't. So, okay, they come into the program, they get to pick two things out of the snack bucket. I try as best as I can to put as many like sized items in there, because all of a sudden a kid's like, well. They got a really big bag of chips, and this bag of chips, it's the same bag of chips, but they think it's, you know, so I, you know, try to make stuff work, or, you know, this and this and making stuff, well, he, look, I I can't tell you the amount of times with teenagers, oh, well, he got this, and I wanted this, but it's not the same. Can,
3: Look, can I... I think I think you'll appreciate this, John. First yeah. Corinthians, first Corinthians 1311. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Right? Um, so that basically needs to be the business position there in WWE. And if you don't like the fact that the World Heavyweight Championship seems more prestigious, then get good and make sure people think you're the one who's over if you've got the WWE championship, that should be a little bit of pride for you. You should have something pushing you to say, "No, I'm the real world champion. Fuck that other guy's belt. I'm the real world champion. I'm going to go out there every night and I'm going to fucking prove it." Mm-hmm. That's why that's one of the reasons why why wrestling was so fucking awesome during during the Attitude Era, during the during the war between Nitro and 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 Raw is because those guys were actually feeling like i'm competing tonight i'm actually competing with the other guy that's one of the reasons why when the when the first draft happened when there was first a brand split Wrestling was so fucking good on SmackDown because everybody who went over to SmackDown was like, we got to fucking prove that we belong Mm -hmm. here. We got to prove that we're the real main events. We're going to put on the best shows. You had the original SmackDown 6 steal the show every fucking week. And for a while there, every fucking week, it was way better than Raw to the point where Mm -hmm. SmackDown basically came up and was like equal with Raw. And all of a sudden, everybody's going, holy shit, how did this happen? And it made the raw superstars want to improve and want to get better. So if you've got somebody on your roster going, "Oh well, I'm I'm just the WWE champion, but that belt over there has more prestige." If I'm Vince, I'm going, "Shut the fuck up and get yourself over." Right. Right, and that's the problem,
0: you know. Wait we, for that brass ring, pal. Yeah, but th- that's the problem when you're when, with some of these people. You are you you try to challenge them to be an adult, and they can't be an adult. I guarantee you. This draft, people are boo-boo-faced because where they were picked on this draft. Oh, for sure, yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, who, who gives a fuck? You're going on to a brand. You're going to wrestle, do a show, then get over. So that the next time there's a draft, it's, you know, undeniable that you but should be in the top picks. Again, that's
1: WWE's fault, though, John, because now they've made SmackDown the show, right? So now the guys that have probably the drafted to Raw... I think they have, yeah. Well they I, didn't
2: make SmackDown the show I'm talking about the company. made SmackDown
1: the show by being on a larger platform and getting a bigger
2: audience. Right. Know. Exactly. Yeah, that's... but that's
1: debatable though, because no, SmackDown for most of its history has been on uh network television, right? It started off on UPN, then it went to cable and then went back to what? network television. Now when Fox it was on UPN or network i know that i know this is is, it's it's entirely different i totally understand that but you've got to think back to when raw used to outdo smackdown when it was on national television back to that because
4: we live in now
1: right and 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 (laughs)
2: right the reason i haven't said anything for the last 20 minutes is because i don't care about any of this none of we're not going to be talking about this in nine months because we haven't seen a wwe world heavyweight champion yet once we do and they start acting with it and it starts getting defended, we're going to forget all about it. People love to complain about the belt's names and the belt's designs and the, until there's another belt and then they hate that belt. I actually think the belt looks good and, and this is fine. And I don't think that Roman's going to be walking around with two belts much longer. I think they're going to unify the, the, the blue back belt and the red back belt into the black belt the black black belt which they debuted they leaked it three or four months ago and there's just going to be two belts again there's not going to be three and if i'm wrong i'm wrong whatever but i think they're going to do what they can to equalize it and nobody's going to feel as important as roman until roman gets beat and then after roman gets beat the next guy's not going to be as good as roman and then it'll start to get equalized the end in 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 a year and a half none of us are going to remember any of this conversation we're going to have something else to be outraged about now if it's something like the All Atlantic Title, which is a stupid name with the with the with the flags of China and Japan on it, that I'm going to make fun of mercilessly just because it's stupid.
4: Exactly. Um,
2: but you know, other than that, I don't care about any of this stuff. The Intercontinental Title belt is the ugliest belt in WWE. Nobody cares because Gunter has it, and Gunter is a fucking awesome champion, and he's believable, and he looks like a badass. Have you heard anyone complaining about that belt in, in the last seven months? No. When Sami Zayn had it, complaints. When Nakamura had it, complaints. When it first came out, when Cesaro had a complaints. Because it's ugly. It looks like it, it looks like something out of Transformers, for God's sake. It was Nakamura um, that brought that belt
1: out, actually, when he, during his run.
2: Yeah, I, if we say so. I, I I mean he didn't bring it out. I mean he might have worn oh, it. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Yeah.
1: WW I mean and do they do it to
2: sell merch? Yeah, of course they fucking do it to sell merch. And of course everything's gonna be WWE because they want WWE to be the brand out there. They are branding, just like the NFL. Everything exactly. is the NFL. It's all,
1: it's all you, branding and they, merch.
2: I, I'm in Baltimore, as you guys know. And if people remember when the Baltimore when the Cleveland Browns first moved to Baltimore, the Baltimore Ravens had a very different logo. And there was a lawsuit brought by a uh, security guard who said that he drew the logo, and and they took his logo. He sued them for a trademark infringement or a copyright, something. Which like is that. fair Whatever.
4: enough.
2: <laughs> it, it was fair. Well, he lost. And what he he. he... What you're surprised that the NFL lost a oh, suit am. to a security
1: guy? Oh, no, no, no. Guy? I thought the guy lost the security guy, lost, I thought you meant yes, the security yeah, guy did. lost oh, because wow. the NFL okay.
3: can afford the a money. billion I dollar lawyer. I get it, and, and, and I this is the it. theory Don't.
2: that won. Basically, they said I'm paraphrasing basically, they proved beyond a reasonable doubt, to, you know, to 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 effect two federal juries and federal judges and and appellate courts that the NFL is what matters, that they could call the NFL team, they could have called it the Baltimore steaming pile of rat shits and that would sell merchandise. And and it's the NFL label, the NFL branding that brings the value to it. So it doesn't matter whether they're the Ravens, whether you use his crest, whether you use another design, what, what the name was, the Cleveland Browns have no design. It's just a Brown helmet or an orange mm-hmm. helmet and, and, and they can still sell shit. And they won on that. And, and in fact, it turns out to be true. And the Ravens changed it to a, a cartoon Raven and they sell merch. And this is the same thing with WWE. It's branding. It's, and every company does it. Even the, even the ones that lose their, that's why companies spend money foolishly, at least half the time on Super Bowl ads and on sponsoring stadiums.
1: It's true. Uh, Yeah. I, 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 I,
3: one thing I, I don't think that it's, I don't think that it's a waste of time to have a discussion about, um, about what we think about the the direction of professional wrestling. I think that's mm-hmm. sort of the point of the show, well, but the also, podcast, but. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the point of the show. You know, it, we, it would be pretty dumb if we weren't talking about what we think about the direction of things. Mm-hmm. But, um, but also, I mean, to, to suggest that we're not going to be talking about it. I, I don't think that's true. We're not going to be talking about it in six months. We will, if they, if they'd fumble the ball, we might not be if they book it properly, but I mean, everybody still remembers and everybody still talks about how, Dumb it was that Eric Bischoff came out with the World Heavyweight Championship and just handed it to Triple H that because was that dumb. was that was bad booking. Um, and it took Triple H going through his basically reign of terror in order to build the prestige of that belt to something where anybody gave a shit about that championship. Right. So you you can overcome bad booking with better booking, um, but it takes a long time to do it. It, it takes a really long time like this the thing with the intercontinental championship you know when i'm playing 2k even one of the first things i do is i replace it with the oval belt with the, the intercontinental title because i hate the new design but because i can't do that i don't worry too much about what the belt looks like you're right because you know uh, gunter is booked so strongly but eventually He's going to lose that title to somebody. And if they don't continue to book strongly and they can't all the time, then the little things start to become a problem. The aesthetics start to become a little problem. So, you know, you know, I mean, all due respect, I think that whether or not we're talking about this six months from now is everything to do with how well they book over the next six months. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I mean, look, we we and we have a while to talk about the next six months of what's going to happen. I think right now it's, we've got a lot of speculation on what can happen. Right. And, and, and I think, you know, I think there is some hope, you know, there's some, you know, some new matchups and things that could happen. And I think it's a matter of where do we go from here? We might look back six months from now. This, this was a shitty draft. And I mean, not just because of the production right now, I think we all agree that the production is a part of it. We're looking at the, the bones of it and where we could go with it. And I think that's the bigger issue and I think there are some intriguing things going from that, which uh, after the first four picks of the draft, we had the Usos come out and talk their smack. And then uh, Kevin Owens and them came out and said, hey, isn't it weird that y'all haven't talked to Roman since WrestleMania and you dedicated your night to him and he left you off the draft? You know, oh, okay. All right, well, because this is now our main event. So, of course, they have to come out and talk um, for that, which, whatever, this did nothing for me. I was like, oh, okay, i have got to go do something else you know it's it's just more of the same uh but same then stick. yeah you know and then um we we see um that you know after they do those picks, we see a bit where i think there was they show a video in the back of seamus uh and butch are, are getting ready to battle la night and they show like what happened like real quick about how la night had a microphone and I don't know. It was super weird. Like, it was not, like... It was like, okay, well, let's
3: have a if match. The brawling, if the brawling brutes get separated, who's going to feed Butch? <laughs> yeah. That oh.
2: Well, apparently he <laughs> ate Ridge because Ridge wasn't there.
3: Yeah, right.
0: And then, oh, well, you know, keep it up. Well, Butch might mangle those fingers because you can't hold the microphone. He
2: went yeah. for Fen- Fenmere and, and Tear.
0: Yeah. <laughs> good reference. That was a nice reference. Very well done. But, you know, I think... Look, I, I look like, sometimes you can just have a match. We don't need to see the stupid shit behind the stage to have a match, right? Because look, we knew this was going to be a night where just matches were going to be thrown together because it's the draft. They're not doing anything about it, they're not like deep built stories here. It's just uh, matches to have. So we have a match, uh, with, uh, oh, yes. And of course, we saw the, the executives, um, you know, who are going to be making the choices or whatever? Uh, but we have this match, it was a match. I, I, I don't need we, we, as we talked earlier, we had an LA night win, which, uh, I can't remember the last time LA night won. Uh, really stereo in a yeah, in a, in a
2: oh. small. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. He that, that was that was a while back there, too, wasn't it? A little bit, um, wasn't that before Mania? It was okay, um. So we had an LA Knight win. Um, so guys, do we think this means that um, LA Knight's going to become something, or was sure. this? They was was it just they wanted the star power of Sheamus out there, but they had put Butch to be the sacrificial lamb so that maybe we could.
1: Sheamus wound up getting the win in the long run against LA Knight. That's what's going to happen.
2: Even? I don't know where we'll ever see yeah. these two again. I think they just want to give LA Knight a, a win on TV and I think he's going to mm-hmm. be drafted. I, I don't know that they're necessarily going to be on the same brands. Right. But, yeah. oh, well, I'm just yeah. happy LA Knight got a win. And yeah, but and then, which is obviously the sacrificial answer. It was Ridge and for whatever reason, Ridge wasn't there. And by the yeah. way, I think that they, I think the reason that they did the NXT people tonight so early, which doesn't make any sense in wrestling world, is because they're not going to have them in whatever city Raw is in on Monday because they're performing at the Performance Center in Orlando on Tuesday. Right. So they don't want them jet-lagged and they don't want to have travel issues. I mean, right.
0: And, and of course, we also reason. we also found out, too, that um, this this won't kick in until after Backlash. Right. right. right?
2: And, by the way, I thought it was – the reason I thought it was candid is because they had too much of a kayfabe of breaking shot when Grayson Waller gave Indy Hartwell a, like a – like we're really friends hug like congratulations right. like, you know if they knew that was on camera Grayson Waller never would have been like he would have been right. like who would pick this last instead of me that's my right. Australian
1: accent Jimmy you do you say something <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's all good man <laughs> it's Grayson Waller
0: you know I'm fucking Grayson Waller. Waller
1: I don't know how you guys oh, go up, Jimmy he it's doesn't Grayson Waller that's it that's how you say nah, it now you have that's your coming chance. that's coming from this. that's what chain I just accent, said Danny. I think Grayson Waller
3: Jimmy's Jimmy's like no, no, I don't on. know why you guys say Walla. It's Walla. What no, 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 walla no 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 But the way walla, you guys, guys say
1: it is like Walla. Like the way I don't know, man. The way Sorry, you, you had do had it is just
2: John's Australian accents better. We all agree. Three to one.
0: There you go. <laughs> Boom. Nothing
1: beats Big Rays.
0: Uh, uh, <laughs> Literally. I watch I watch too much Aussie man. Uh, do so you? <laughs> hat stands for a Big Rays. Oh, you do. <laughs> uh, yeah. that's what really the know.
2: B is for on your hat? Big Rays.
0: Big Rays. Oh jeez. Big Ray um all right so but uh so guys where do you think um uh, if we're gonna make some prognostications since they weren't eligible tonight even though um wade barrett tried to make it so but he just couldn't pull that off with the uh, announcing um where do you think la night goes does he go to the raw or smackdown
3: where does raw. it make the most sense Raw, raw I mean, makes the most sense. Yeah, because it looks north? like they're gonna Yeah, because it looks like they're gonna probably have a face uh a face world champion on Raw. It, yeah, I'm raw. guessing it's gonna be Cody. It could be somebody else, but I'm guessing they're gonna have a, a face world champion over there because it has been a very long time that Roman Reigns has been the champion um everywhere, and it looks like it's gonna be a longer time that he's still the champion. So they're gonna need somebody they're gonna need a face with the title belt over there. Um, and it'll make a lot more sense, especially like if what we're booking happens, where LA Knight wins the wins the briefcase for him to be uh, threatening a face champion with, I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna be taking that off of you whenever I feel like it, buddy. You know, it'll yeah. be great.
0: Okay, all right, uh, Jeff. Any thoughts on you? Where you think he's gonna go? Uh,
2: I agree with. Chris, for all of those reasons, plus Raw desperately needs entertaining people, and LA Knight can carry entertainment for a 20-minute segment, and they desperately need that on their 180-minute shows, less so than they do on their
0: 120-minute shows. True. All right, Jimmy, thoughts? Oh, man,
1: really, what the boys said was 100% spot on. I'm not sure where LA Knight fits in. I feel like he's more of a SmackDown guy, but what Chris said... It's kind of interesting. If it's going to be someone... Look, either way, if they're going to build, say, LA Knight to a Money in the Bank briefcase winner, he's losing. Either way, if he's going to stay on SmackDown, he's going to lose to Roman. If he's going to be on Raw and say Cody is the champion, he ain't beating Cody either, so...
3: I, I don't think that's necessarily true. I, I think that LA Knight winning the title uh, against Cody would be good for both of them. Mm-hmm. I, actually, I mean, we're, we're, oh, we've...
1: we cry foul if that happened though
3: man. <laughs> look just oh, after WrestleMania, <laughs> look just after mania we were all sitting around here talking about i mean i was specifically saying like this is a good thing for the story for cody rhodes right but we need to figure out what he's gonna do for the next year between now and next wrestlemania because that's the time to pull the trigger on him winning right, right. well now we've got a really good idea of oh what can cody do well he can go away to raw for a year between now and the next WrestleMania and one of the things that he can do one of the one of the tasks that he can go through if we're talking about the tasks of Hercules for instance right things that he has to overcome in order to get back to the mountaintop one of the things that he can overcome is After he wins the title, he loses the title right away or he loses the title after a really particularly difficult defense against some against, I don't know, Bobby Lashley or something. He can he can win and then lose and then he has to get his belt back that elevates both guys because cody's going through a struggle which is what baby faces have to struggle they can't just win anymore this isn't the 80s you can't just have hogan anymore hogan wouldn't work today we've, we've seen got that Raymond. because ev- no 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 we've no got roman's, roman's, mean, a heel. A heel. roman's a heel roman's a heel of course it matters the, the idea of the superhero who's completely Im- impervious is exactly why Roman didn't work to begin with as a face. The mm-hmm. crowd turned on him, and that's what would it's happen a little with different, in though. today's era. No. That
1: didn't work because everybody wanted someone else, regardless if Roman was champion or not. It would have no. been the same heat, regardless. They no. all wanted if- Daniel Bryan at that time.
3: And if Daniel they Bryan would have went on a and if Daniel Bryan would have went on a two year run where he won every fucking match easily, everybody would have been booing. See right. John Cena. Mm-hmm. Um right. you you can't just have Lol Roman wins and and, and and keep fucking going with it unless he's a heel. As a face, it doesn't work. Faces have to struggle. They have to overcome. Otherwise they're not faces. They're just fucking superheroes.
1: So, so what you're saying is basically Cody needs to be a choke artist. No. over and over again to get no. over
3: even more. No. If they go that
1: route, I feel like he will be pushed back. People will the be the like, ah, he's a nobody. Money in the Bank is an
2: equalizer to protect the face from being considered a choke artist because he just survived a 35-minute battle with Gunther and and somehow came out of it. And then all of a sudden, the guy comes out from the back with the Money in the Bank case, gives it to the ref, and hits, his, and hits him while he's basically defenseless and mm. wins. They're both yeah. protected, and then you have the hero's journey all over again. That, it, the mud, and people being outraged. Well, that's going to happen anyway. The only yeah. thing we don't everybody want-
3: was fucking outraged after Mania too. I mean, no, like, listen, listen. I, I, I keep bringing him up, and I don't mean to because I fucking love Kev, right? But. Kevin Panetta after WrestleMania right, was, I'm never watching wrestling again, and I'm fucking pissed off, and I'm so mad, and I'm angry, and everything sucks, and I fucking hate this show, and fuck WWE, and he's back to watching wrestling again Be- because he was mad. But that, but that is a good reaction, getting people so fucking mad that they just want to say, fuck this thing. I don't even want to fucking watch this anymore. Motherfucker, I'm so fucking angry. It means that you've engaged them emotionally. Okay, you've engaged an emotion within them. Okay? And definitely you have to have Cody struggle. You must have him struggle in order to get him over. If he just wins every fucking match like he's Hogan in the eighties, it'll take it'll take two months and they'll be throwing his fucking weight belt back at him. That's a reference to what happened to him in AEW, by the way, mm-hmm. because they were pushing him the way that WWE was pushing Roman as a face. He can't lose. He can't lose. He can't lose. Well, guess what? I don't want my fucking heroes can't lose. I want my heroes like me. I want my heroes to be the kinds of people who can fail and then come back and keep fucking trying. Mm-hmm. Keep fucking going, man. Don't give up. right? The idea of the hero who doesn't give up being John Cena is laughable. He fucking wins everything. He's a million dollar face. He's a million dollar body. He never loses. He never struggles. So the whole never give up thing from John Cena, it didn't work and it didn't get over the way that they wanted it to because he was the number one merch guy all that time,
1: up. though, Chris. The number yeah. one merch guy. So it did work. You can't it, say it, it
3: didn't work. Well, it worked, it, it worked he, for the kids. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because as, as The Rock said, you got Fruity Pebbles. He's coming out with a different shirt every time so of course you want to get the next shirt that i mean it's easy to be a merch monster when you're putting out stuff all the time and you're promoting it oh well i was in blue now i'm in yellow now i'm in red and now i'm in green and and also
3: and also hey i've got a brilliant idea for for the booking let me win all the time oh you think you might get over that way you think you think you might get over then goldberg yeah (laughs) yeah let's let's go over miro
0: who comes in on a tank but we're still going to beat him in that match when we could have built somebody new and unique and special.
1: And uh, the entire nexus. The, the, and, and, and the listen, truth is... Anger is not bad apathy
2: is the enemy of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the yeah.
1: truth is, in today's world, everyone's going to be pissed either way, man. It, it, right. it, you can't impress everybody. Everyone's going to be upset no matter which way they go. It's just, It's just the times that we live in right now, which is crazy because everyone just has to have an opinion
3: it's okay everybody should have
0: an opinion <clears throat> and that's and that's i think the part of it but you know i think uh <clears throat> we we see and i mean i i do we really feel like they're gonna break anybody up because right now so far which we'll see in the results later nobody's been broken up yet oh they're
4: absolutely yeah. gonna break people up yeah here. you
0: know so i would i would think you know this first night we didn't see it but because we had on our next picks um the third Alpha pick academy could break up that'd be that good um butch and and, and i Shared think Alpha
2: academy right? is gonna be broken up in a weird way i think otis yeah. is gonna be drafted with maximum amount of models yeah they gonna be like what
0: yeah, but, the, but look, yeah that would I, be entertaining I, I would look i would be entertained by that but we I, had I our third day
2: might be drafted separately you know i think Rhea may be drafted separately than judgment day
0: yeah uh, I, I think that's going to be for sure. All right, but let's move on here. Let's uh, we've, so for our third pick for SmackDown, we had the Street Profits of Angel Dawkins and Montez Ford, uh, and Raw took Imperium, so we had another switchover. Uh, so Walter goes over with the Intercontinental Championship with Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci, um, and then we had our number four picks uh, for SmackDown. We uh, SmackDown the Blue Brand gets Edge. Okay. And then uh, we got Matt Riddle um, to come over for uh, Raw, or stays on Raw. Uh, uh, this one was a very confusing pick for me as far as the, where they were taken. Uh, Street Profits being a number three pick. Um, I found this interesting because then right after this was the, the triple threat, I think, match, where we had the, the triple threat of the Street Profits and Ricochet and Braun Strowman versus Latino World Order. And obviously, they went. Oh, and by the way, this is where it really went downhill for the presenters because we had Rod Van Dam and Michael P.S. Hayes. Um, yeah, they were bad. They were bad. Um, I felt like Rob was just ready to uh, hurry up and get his next bong hit and whatever else he does with Katie Forbes. And oh, then. better
2: days. Yeah,
0: and Michael P.S. Hayes just looked awful um and look li- i'm gonna be honest he sounded awful he did not sound like from what i remember michael P.S.A. How, how old is I he now? Did, like, actually Street, atlanta ga yeah, I won't lie. yeah uh, was that
1: different was that like a different version because it sounded like off-key to me for
2: some yeah, reason I think, I think there's such i think that's how song sounded in
0: 1984. yeah well i <laughs> know but i do know that for a time there's there's like wwe has a version that's not the original version, too, though. I think.
1: Yeah, um, that's what I was thinking, and then I heard him sing. So yeah, well, I don't know.
0: Yeah, nobody wanted to hear that really. Um, but we we had that happen, and then of course we see Montez Ford and uh, Hawkins come out, and they have the match uh, again. This was a showcase for the Street Profits, in case you know, because SmackDown hasn't seen the Street Profits Never. Uh, ever. You know, even though they started on SmackDown. And now they're back. And they just happened to be in their blue. Because nobody knew they were getting drafted to what? But Mm -hmm. yes, there they are, in their blue, ready to go. They have a
2: whole truck full of pajamas, don't worry.
0: Right. Yeah, I know. Uh, A a, a whole bus. bus. (laughs) A whole bus. But, uh, you know, again... (laughs) And look, but here's the thing. I'm okay with this match. Because it was Braun Strowman and Ricochet who weren't drafted. You've got you know a World Order who weren't drafted and Street Profits who were. It's a showcase for them. Put and, and them in a And bed.
2: Ricochet remember that that Braun threw Ricochet right to the floor. I mean, right?
4: It was fine.
0: It was fine. Yeah, it was and fun. then that they so then you were have that again. Like okay, let's do it. And then you know uh, it, it worked this time, and yeah, the whole thing. So there was some look of of the matches. This was a more entertaining match. It was you know it was a Gaga match. Um, you know, look seeing some of this stuff you know you you had guys ricochet with the latino world order guys who were all flippy shit guys you know um impressive to say the least there was that one move where uh del toro like ricochet is coming to the corner and he just did that slick move right through the to get out of the corner through the ropes to you know avoid it there were some really interesting things that i think happened here but you know in a way it, like I, I felt sad because it almost felt wasted because it was on a show that was so meh you know and um i i personally you know was like okay this is fun i enjoyed this especially especially the all right i'm gonna do it this time i promise it'll be real it'll be good we'll make it work with braun Strowman and ricochet and ricochet like you said jeff does the whole okay here we go i'm trusting you and then they get they do it and seeing some of these guys fly through the air and then watching braun do his truck thing and then watching um dawkins just leapfrog him Was pretty damn impressive, you know. There were some impressive things that happened in this match that were a lot of fun, and I felt, um, and I and I've always been a Street Profits guy. I feel like they bring an energy that I think is going to be needed on SmackDown that has been missing for a while. Um, It seems like every time they make an appearance on the screen, there is like an energy that is brought out, and I think that was brought out with the other two teams. In this match, you know, not necessarily on their faces with Braun and Ricochet a little bit more, but even with the Latino world, or they're going to be able to do some of the stuff that they really enjoy doing, it felt like the Street Profits were the catalyst for that energy for this show. I don't know what you guys think. Um, am I am I wrong in that perception, or or you know, is this a good? But now a three pick is a three pick for the Street Profits. A pretty like, does that feel out of place?
2: Yes. Yeah. But I think that was more about just keeping the, the the married people together. This match, I think, had some good parts, but I think it was also very sloppy. Braun looked clumsy a bunch of times. A bunch of the moves actually missed. It was it was a little bit discombobulated. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if they told them that it was going on last minute. But at the same time, it was like really good and really bad. But uh, I think that both of the guys from Latino World Order wanted the crowd to know that they could do moves like commander could also they they can also balance on the top rope and springboard off they're also really athletic so swell for them but you know i don't know if wwe was saying we're going to get a lot of people because it's the draft or so our, our ratings are going to be higher they're going to be like eh, there's a lot of playoffs on tonight you know whatever whatever mm-hmm. it was i i thought i thought the match was fine i i don't think it was a classic but as we pointed out earlier everybody who got drafted tonight won a match
0: right Yeah, and I mean, I think think this is, uh, I don't know, I I, I think uh, it was funny, I I think maybe they highlighted the fact that maybe the Street Profits might become the SmackDown champs, because at one point Michael Cole goes, here comes the Street Profits, your SmackDown newly drafted wrestling you know he, he held it for a minute like he was trying to say i don't want to say champs what am i supposed to say what am i supposed to say he lost it for a second there and he was trying to figure out what to say and um which look i'm okay with that if they split the belts and you know do a sm- and do do the go back to um, if they do a world title you know for whatever whatever whoever however they do the belts if they have branded belts for each each show I like them as champs. I think they're good. I think that that it's going to be a good deal.
3: Hmm.
2: Did John freeze or.
3: Yeah, I think so.
2: Okay. I I wasn't sure. Um, I'm agnostic on the street profits. I mean, I think that they're okay. I think that, you know, they they both have potential. I think Ford is more of the star, but whatever. They're fine as a team. I, I, do I think the three was a pick higher than they should be? Yeah, but that, I, at this point, I knew that things were going to stop making sense. Yeah.
3: Oh, he's back. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, look, I was looking fire. up I was looking up SmackDown results. I was like, all right, I guess I'll no. be... Uh, no, I don't know what happened here.
0: Yeah. Okay. You might want to have it just in case, but uh, what do we think about yeah. Imperium going to Raw? Um, I mean, is that...
1: Keep him away from Roman.
0: Yeah, yep, I mean that's all
1: it was done for, and that's that, that's exactly why. But the problem here is they need to build a big heel for SmackDown elf to feed to Roman. That's the problem, and I just feel like who's gonna be that face. guy I, I mean a, a baby face, sorry, I mean a baby face, yeah. My bad. Who's gonna be that person? Drew McIntyre? Well they got in...
2: No, he's on Raw, but they have Edge. Oh, did he get oh, okay, they have sorry, yeah, oh yeah, they Edge, have...
1: yeah, but just to lose and then lash to Styles. lose. AJ Styles different to lose.
3: Edge is there just, to lose. I, yeah. like, I, I don't understand edge, why everybody thinks that no, Edge no, no. should be winning anything. He's edge, 50 I agree years with. Old. Right. No, no, no. Edge, I agree mean, Somebody said I earlier, that. Roman's
0: going to retire. Edge, he's going to. You know, well, then
1: SmackDown's going to be one boring ass show, man. If it's going to be like this, where just Roman's going to plow through everyone, still why that's what he's been doing for the last two and a half years i get that so we're gonna have another two and a half year run of vermin still i mean
3: well that's the thing over the next year you're gonna see more and more this consistent chipping away of what the bloodline Mm -hmm. is and how it gets less and less powerful and less and less cohesive and eventually you're gonna have a situation where yeah maybe solo finally snaps and is like you know what you're not my tribal chief anymore I mm-hmm. mean, you know, like you have all kinds of interesting things that you can do over the next year where Roman still wins the matches, but you can progress the story. I mean, mm-hmm. and I think again, like, who are you gonna build on SmackDown right now who can who who's gonna be able to eventually take the belt off of Roman? I just that's don't see issue. that happening. And that's the
2: issue. That's the greatest <clears throat> problem in the world. Plus you have there's free agents that are gonna emerge that that mm-hmm. may be uh, uh, infusion but hell yeah, why are sure. they free
1: agents but
2: what difference does it make because they got a better contract from WWE than AEW Oh, you talking about legit good...
1: free agents now yeah, from, from other companies I thought you meant there I might be all, all the next right. you
2: could throw you know everyone seems to love Braun Breaker Braun Breaker I, I don't know why you're you're so negative about everything I mean mm. there are things out there and I've been negative more on the and Smackdown, if, if Roman wins so. another year cool I don't know why that's such a bad thing it's it's the way he wins and and who the opponents are and he's going to have certain wins where it's
1: one and out like an edge or Nakamura or some shit like that. They could have had mm-hmm. Sami Zayn being that babyface. They what fucked that. Sami Zayn. They fucked that up Sami exactly Zayn because now is, it doesn't looks,
2: mean shit. He's he's big as a minor leaguer. He's a him, This is his apex. Let him enjoy it. You can make him world champion. The next day, nobody's interested. He looks mm-hmm. eminently beatable.
3: He which isn't beatable, bad anyway. i mean look being eminently beatable as champion isn't the worst thing in the world mick foley was eminently beatable. i knew you were he gonna still say had that. A, yeah, but he still had a, a great quick account. run as champion. but he was sadistic
1: though chris that's the thing he was very sadistic and crazy well, so well not when he won ago. he
3: wasn't by right. the time he won but the you know title I mean. he was a fucking teddy bear come on
1: i know i know yeah. that's true but technically
0: technically
3: <clears throat> what happened why did this
0: Oh, he's got to go. He's got his uh, Atlantic uh, author. Oh Interview. He had a hard out. Well, I know. just, <laughs> I
3: just wanted to say. I mean, th- in this previous segment here, um, Jeff telling someone else to be to be less negative about something. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Spot on. Yeah, you know,
0: but I, you know, I, I think that you know, we th- that's but that's where we have we haven't seen Roman. We haven't we've been building. Walter with the brand on SmackDown. We've been featuring other people. This is an opportunity to let Roman rest and do the things and build the stuff up so that we can get that. And that's the whole purpose behind it, uh, Jimmy, is 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 doing those things as we move forward. i do that on the air. People love here chewing in the air, Chris. Let's just, just, just make it happen. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think that's where WWE has been trying to step back a little bit is, you know, let's go here let's tell these other stories because Roman is so dominant so that we can build up these other people. And that's the whole purpose behind it. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, then we have our um, next picks, which were done by JBL and Teddy long Uh, JBL doing the picks for SmackDown Teddy long doing this picks for raw. And then we had, uh, so number five uh, for SmackDown was Bobby Lashley, which I'm excited for. Because I'm, I like Bobby Lashley. I think he's credible. Again, this is someone you could build up to go after Roman. Um, whether he wins or loses, who cares? But the point is, he's been a champion. If he does beat Roman, cool. If he doesn't, cool. But we can build him up and he looks like a badass. So that like was our number i I'd like think five. that
1: he could beat Roman because he'd be a great guy to get the win over Roman. Right.
0: But, but we, we build to that. You know, We get him there to that. We let them do that kind of thing. Um, and then number five for uh, for Raw was Drew McIntyre, which I was like, good, bye, later, Drew, <laughs> go go to Raw and do your thing. Um, you know, I, go have fun with that. You know, I don't... Raw
1: seems like it's going to be a lot more even, if that makes any sense, compared to SmackDown because SmackDown starting to look a little lopsided to me. But
0: well, I mean, and that's just the way people have gotten over and how they work themselves. You know, I think I think that's part of it too um and so then after the, the sixth pick we had the oc in which i was like wait who oh yeah aj styles carl anderson luke gallows and mission which cracked me up Mishin, when they brought oh, them out man. and they called her Mia Yim in the in the auditorium at and corpus christi you could hear the ring announcer go man Mia Yim," and you're just and they just said mission you're just like Ooh, uh, somebody's getting fired or getting talking to. Talk to. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah, uh, and then the sixth pick for Raw was the Miz. So, uh, guys, uh, I, to me personally, Bobby Lashley is the standout pick here um, for this round. I think he's he's the one that makes the most sense, and I'm excited to see him come over to SmackDown for a new uh, for a fresh paint of coat on this one. Um, but who, who was your pick? What do you think? Um, and by the way, we have the return of the OC, who hasn't been on TV, and I can't remember how long they've been on. It's the been OC. at least
1: three to five weeks, man. At least
0: more than
3: that. I, I feel like that. maybe on,
0: more. Yeah, maybe like months.
3: More. I feel like it's been a few months since they've before, been on. Before it was before we months. even started being on the show, Jimmy. Like, yeah, like really? Nah,
1: not that long. It, surely. I
3: guarantee you it was that long. I can't recall the last time I've seen
0: them on any kind of TV whatsoever. You know, so uh, this was a surprise pick picked to me, for especially for a House High it was, and again, we're not breaking up. You know, this is where I'm wondering is, are they really going to break people up? Because, you know, we so far at this point, the OC, this was an opportunity. You could have you broken Mishin off. You could have done Gallows and Anderson off. You could have had AJB his own thing. But they kept them all together, and so that's where I'm wanting to wondering are they going to truly break somebody up in the in the draft here what do you guys think will it
3: happen or do you think they're saving that for raw uh, i think that they'll probably have at least one so that they can so that they can point to it and go oh uh, this is the, the this is the randomness of the draw and you never know what's going to happen in WWE and they're going to do the same thing they've always done with that where they have at least one to point to but I don't think that it's going to be a big part of it. I, like I don't think that they're going to be splitting up all kinds of people. Because like you said, I mean, the OC—like—is this a thing? Is it really like this is a thing? Um, I thought it was a TV show. And I personally love the group. Like I, like mm-hmm. I, one of the biggest—I honestly think that one of the biggest ball drops from the WWE over the last ten years is that Gallows and Anderson aren't a bigger deal. Like mm. I, I think that. They are good enough. I agree. I agree, man. They're talented enough. They're charismatic enough that these guys should have been, like, multiple-time tag team champions. They should be the kind of people where when they show up, everybody goes, oh, shit, look, there they are.
1: A Mm. lot of people love shitting on them, though, man. But I'm surprised you said that, Chris. I, I, I like that because I'm a fan of theirs, too. Yeah, sure, they're poor man sort of outsiders, right? But still, they're pretty decent for a tag team, in my opinion, anyway. But uh, we'll see what they do with him because it feels like WWE have just brought him back to do nothing with him. I'm assuming it's because of AJ, but even then, they could have still done their own thing.
0: Yeah, look, I I don't know. You know, I mean, that's the thing is, who knows why they're doing what they're doing with them? Who knows what the what the dealio is? I mean, they bring them back for a moment, they make them hot, and then they disappear. You know, who know? Look, I can't say if they've got heat with the office, whatever it is. But hey, they're still paying them to be there. And guess what? Those two guys have said many a time that they would be they would be paid and not wrestle or do whatever, and that's fine with them. You know, it's not like it's well, uh you know, they also
1: said that they would never go back to WWE and here we are.
0: <laughs> look, it's wrestling. Co- look what Cody did, you know, smashing a you know, smashing a throne with Triple H's gear on it, and here he is back in the WWE too. So you know that's that's beside the point. I think the bigger point is is that it's just very interesting with what was available. The picks, you know, that we have Miz going as a sixth pick to Raw. Um, that I was like, uh, okay, like Miz is entertaining. I think it goes back to the fact that you know we had uh, we have somebody like La Knight that yeah we could go to Raw with it uh, and that would be entertaining. And then I think oh. the Miz would be too. You know. Could you, ooh, could you even see a tag team of The Miz and LA Exactly. Knights, yeah. That's exactly All what right. I was going to say, and I'm yeah. worried,
1: though, man, if they do that. I mean, yeah, who knows? It could but, work, though. It could work.
0: It could work. But, you know, uh, of these picks, they, they were definitely interesting, and I think Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre switching places. I think it's going to be good for both of them in the long run uh, down the road. And then, of course, after that, we see the OC come out. Well, no, I'm sorry. Um we that was the uh Sonny Deville versus Zelina Vega match, uh, because then the OC came out later, I think, or I don't remember when they came out, but they came out and the Viking Raiders came out, and AJ Styles shits on them for being stupid and coming out, oh yeah, three against four, that was real smart. Um, <laughs> you know, and he says, I'm gonna go stay in this corner, OC, handle your business, and the Viking Raiders get beat up. And I'm thinking, okay, here come the Viking Raiders, cool, we're gonna have a match going to be like Ring of Honor, New Japan days where you have Gallows and Anderson versus the Viking Raiders. Let's go
3: win. Let's just – No, they shit on the Viking Raiders. Well, this could have been done so much better. I mean, this could have been a two-minute squash match for the Viking Raiders against local enhancement talent, and then as they're standing in the ring, the OC come out, and then AJ says, get out of the ring. Oh, oh, I I see. It's three on – it's it's three on four. Sorry, I'll go – I'll back up here. OC handle your business. And then you've then you've got a a segment that's not much longer than what we saw, right? Like Mm -hmm. I said, it just needs to be a two minute squash for the Viking Raiders to go over local enhancement talent. Mm -hmm. And then you've got a situation where both teams got over a little bit. Both teams elevated a bit. Both teams moved up a little bit. Instead of just Viking Raiders come out looking like fucking idiots because they're trying to take on four people. Mm -hmm. And then oh, they got the shit kicked out of them anyway. So double buried for the viking raiders and the oc looked strong but they could have looked just as strong coming out and beating them up anyway so yeah
0: yeah i mean just you know i, I mean
3: especially because oh look they had a match here sure, it was a
0: squash match but they've already wrestled they've expended themselves okay well let's now you know let's let's jump them now um okay cool so um you know i don't know look this was this was an interesting aspect then we have the match with Chelsea Green uh, on the sidelines with Sonya Deville versus Zelina Vega. And good Lord, they do not do Zelina Vega any favors by making her look small. I mean... Jesus, this
3: commentary too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the commentary was rough on her. I mean, like... I don't know if I've seen many worse examples of commentary, to be honest with you. I mean, literally, at one point, Michael Cole said, Is it, you know, is it probable that she'll win? No. Is it possible? Probably not. Like, w- what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> no. Well, uh, let's be honest, guys. I mean, other than it looks, she sucks.
0: Yeah. She's a cosplay well, honestly, queen. Look, That's, yeah, we, that's all she, she is. She's got, she's got nice boobs. She's ripped and she looks good and wearing very little clothing. That's the reason why she was out there. You know, I mean, it's, th- th- that was the reason that was the whole point of it. And, you know, and then now the, they've shoehorned that I'm Puerto Rican. So we're going to go to Puerto Rico. So put me in a match for the championship to, 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 you
3: know, you know, okay, cool. You know, so then, bring up real life, like bring up things that have happened in real life. Talk yeah. about, oh, you know, like uh, you know, pe- people are counting her out, and you know, we, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, Michael Cole saying, like, and I understand why people might be counting her out, but don't forget about Buster Douglas in Tokyo. Don't forget about <sighs> this. Don't forget about the mm-hmm. one, two, three kid going over Razor right, Ramon. No don't Buster forget about Douglas, man. Yeah, of course she's not Jimmy, and, and they of have course she's up gonna real life. lose. Of right, course, they're going to lose, this, but you don't want to. You don't want to fucking sell that on commentary. Right.
1: <laughs> well, look at her. She sells herself as a loser just by looking at her. But but
3: and so did Buster Douglas in Tokyo, and so I did get Every she major was like underdog Rey Mysterio, ever won.
1: If she was like Rey Mysterio and could actually wrestle, then that's a whole different ball game. You can go that way because then maybe she's got a chance. But she's useless. Like as a professional wrestling in the ring, look, we, she and, does nothing,
0: and we understand that, Jimmy. But I think Todd is saying that you can't bear here like that in commentary. That's the point that's we're trying harsh. to get across. That's, that's um, harsh. you know that that's the that's what we're trying to get across is like we all know that. Look, she's there for boobs. We saw that her top was working overtime. You know, I mean, when she fell out of the <laughs> ring, I thought she was trying to keep her top from falling off after the end of the match. I mean, look, and I ain't argue with that. I was not mad at that either um but like for fuck's sake you when she's in the ring you know she her her head barely comes over the top rope, and true, then she's yeah. in there with Sonya Deville who makes her look like you know a little person and on top of all that and I mean just makes her look whatever and by the way I don't know and I mean I've, I know she does but like <laughs> which is funny because my friend was there and they're like oh my god Chelsea Green does she have big boobs because I didn't realize <laughs> that until now because of the outfit she was wearing that night that crop top Made her look like she had ginormous boobs, which I'm like, I don't know. But Zack Ryder is a very lucky man. That's all I'm saying. He is. Um, And he's been lucky
1: all throughout his career, the trick.
0: But, you know, (laughs) they did her no favors with the way they shot her, the way she looked. Yeah, sure. She came out with that sun goddess, whatever, two-piece outfit thingy and looked great, you know, as far as, you know, wanting to see her with clothes off and stuff like that. But, (laughs) you know, when it goes into the ring, it was just whatever. She wins with a roll up, one, two, three. Here we go. Um, but like you, like I think the thing that we're trying to tell to say is that commentary did her no favors. They yeah. they put her under. I mean, and what Chris is trying to say is at least try to sell it as best as you can with those examples and saying you know Buster Douglas, nobody thought that that was going to be a thing, and yet here he is in Tokyo and he ends up winning it with a
3: lucky punch. It, I mean, it was a lucky punch. If you would have bet a hundred dollars on that, Buster, though. if you would have bet a hundred dollars on Buster Douglas to win that night in Tokyo, you could have walked away with a hundred thousand dollars at the end of the night. Right. Don't count out Zelina Vega as she goes in this match against uh, against the overwhelming favorite, against the person who we believe will defeat her. But don't count her out. There's always a chance, and anything can happen in the WWE. That is so much better. That is so I much better agree. to sell. I would
1: agree if she knew how to work in the ring. Well, but we're not talking about that. They can't, but put, that matters. they can't put that it matters. over,
3: Jimmy. Jimmy, they cannot how, what, was on it a commentary be like, well, I, I she can't that, wrestle. But, so, <laughs> yeah. they no, can't no, no, but really, that. They,
1: if they wanted to be honest, right? She's not on the level of Rhea Ripley, yeah, right? We all know that. Be I get honest.
0: that, right? They can't be I, honest on commentary, right? Like and that's that. the problem: is they were, they were, and they can't do that because you're trying to sell a pay per view, and it's the whole point of how. I don't
1: think the... they give a shit about backlash at this point. Straight up, like, look at it. Look at the way it's been booked. Look at the whole card. They couldn't care less about these. I'm not
0: disagreeing with you PLE. on that, but they they've got to, um, they've got to do a better job in something like that. You know, again, this goes back to the laziness factor that we keep talking about you know this was just oh yeah okay yeah fine whatever um you know i mean it made michael Cole sound like he doesn't give a shit about Zelina vega you know and i mean this is your head commentator for the entirety of wwe you can't have him do that so now Zelina vega is not only buried she's dead and buried at this point it's like well there's she no was going
1: to go nowhere after this event anyway. They were but gonna, you don't gonna...
3: do that, Jimmy. Like, that's the whole point. I know,
1: but that's the fact, man. They're not going to commentary. Anything with
3: if you're on commentary, you need to give a person an opportunity to get over. You can't yeah. bury people. Yeah. You yeah. know, and that's the job as a commentator, Jimmy. This Unless, the, unless the story is to bury <laughs> them. Like, right. if that's the story, then bury them. Then do the whole, like, you know, laugh at well, them we on commentary know. as we they're fucking know. up. But that's not the story here. The story right. is supposed to be that she's gonna go in there fighting because it's her hometown, in her hometown, etc. Et yeah. Et yeah, yeah. So they had well, to sell the, this better. The, yeah.
1: They should have sold this. The real life thing about Zelina though is that her father passed away on September eleventh. They
0: 11th. We, we, right. they've, they've used that so much. I know
1: in with nauseum, I know that, right? But you could go there again, right? Just to give her that fighting wow. chance. I'm gonna fight for my for my family for my dad and i'm gonna prove to everyone that i'm not just fucking tna you know what i mean but
3: we're not even getting that type of promo yeah she's waiting she's before she does the i'm doing this for my dad promo Mm -hmm. like they're gonna have to get her to the point where she's ready to win something and she's not right now so she's trying to do the best she can to get over by saying i know i'm small i know i'm the underdog but, I, you know, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to do everything I can in my hometown, mm-hmm. etc. I'm going to try to make Puerto Rico proud. You know what I mean? And you can have her go over but still get a couple of near falls in the match. That's fine. Right. But on they commentary... will give
1: her that, though.
3: Yeah, but on commentary... You can't just bury a person and say is it, mm-hmm. is it is it is it is it probable no is it possible probably not that's not the right way to fucking sell yeah. this they need well, to try to sell it realistic
1: that's, though guys no I mean, if you were in a not. real fight hold on a minute wait wait if you're watching a boxing match right and you really had the real underdog right that came out of the blue against the biggest baddest champion you can put whoever there right whatever division
3: Buster Douglas and, versus Tyson in Tokyo. Okay,
1: yep. right. Are you, I'm sure back then. I'm not sure of what they said, but they could have said, "Oh, Buster probably has no chance." They but didn't. wasn't Buster undefeated at that time, though.
3: No, Douglas had multiple had multiple losses. Are you already. sure? Yes.
1: Okay. All right. But whatever the case, right? The thing is, Buster Douglas is more believable, even though Tyson was. Absolutely destroying shit, right? At he the was time. like a
3: thirty-five to one underdog, Jimmy. I he get was that, but if this, if Nobody there was betting now,
1: and there is, imagine the odds between Zelina versus Rhea right now.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It would be bigger I- than
3: that. I don't I don't know that it would. I don't think that it would. I mean and if you would have said that the the Mets couldn't possibly have now. turned around and won the World Series after being last place that one time or whatever, you'd say that was impossible. Um the Saint Louis different. the St. Louis Blues, the year that they won the Stanley Cup just recently, on on the first of January, they were the thirtieth of thirty teams in the NHL. They turned it around, made the playoffs, won the title. Mm-hmm. So these kinds of things happen. and still not your even job them, commentary. <laughs> Yeah, I know, Jimmy, but her actual but, skills is not what you're fucking commentating on right. when you're a commentator. Okay, but
1: this is supposed to be a simulated fight, correct? Yes. So then why does it matter?
3: Because you have to sell it.
1: Yeah. Well, to me, if that was saying, oh, she's got a fighting chance, that's not selling it to me
3: because I've been Well, like, don't Pew. say it like that. Compare her to Buster Douglas. Compare her to all the huge underdogs who have come back. But say there's Uh, a possibility.
0: Yeah. Hey, look. She's going to have an incredible fighting spirit in her hometown. You're not saying she's going to win. You're just saying that, look, she's going to put up a fight in her hometown. That's See, again, this is a damned if
1: you do and damned if you don't situation. Because the truth is, I bet you they were thinking of what the fans would be thinking by them saying that because if they were trying to sell that she had a chance to beat rhea ripley everyone would probably fucking shit on that too so they're trying to play to the marks
0: but you don't you don't. You know what I mean? that's the whole point you're not
3: selling i just told you how there, you say and, it without and frankly you, oh, and frankly, but to me is, i wouldn't be
1: able to believe it that's the frankly, problem Even there is you still a it. chance
3: there is still a chance she beats rhea ripley at backlash
0: yeah
3: who says the LWO doesn't come out and beat the shit out of Rhea
0: Ripley? Never mind wins. that.
3: Who says that Rhea Ripley doesn't break her fucking ankle two minutes into the match and she has to just take the pin or she has yeah. to take the count out or she has to take whatever? And, like, that happens in wrestling. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing about this. Like, it is simulated. It is something that, like, obviously, unless something like that happens, Rhea Ripley's going to annihilate this woman.
4: Mm-hmm. But, like,
3: there's always a possibility. You have to – and. When you're on commentary, your job is to try to get over the possibilities. Yeah,
0: and Jimmy, that's I think the thing you don't realize when you are a commentator for wrestling, your job is to call the action, but to get over the wrestlers. That is your job, obviously. Do you? Because I mean, you're you're not saying that. That's look. Whether you no no no, you're not getting, but
1: you're not understanding here. You're right, but you guys aren't getting the point. It's Zelina Vega, guys. We're talking about Zelina matter. Vega here against Rhea Ripley.
3: Exactly, but that's not So the let's point, be either. honest.
1: There's no selling this to me. I <laughs> just don't see it. Unless she Mysteri- was decent. Rey
3: Mysterio literally being Decent in the ring.
1: Difference. Yeah. I said that before. You can't If she could wrestle say, as Rey Mysterio, then you can build it like that. Jimmy, I don't know why you guys- Jimmy, It's my opinion, so it doesn't really matter Jimmy, what you guys are Jimmy, trying to say to me.
3: Jimmy, <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. You cannot, on commentary, say- she can't fucking wrestle, so she's got no chance of winning. Right. You're right, she can't fucking wrestle. She's not good. But when you're on commentary, you can't be like, she can't fucking wrestle, she's no good. That's literally the opposite of what the fucking Labret- commentary is meant to be.
1: Labret in the chat says, a real thing, look, he says Rhea beating and, and, uh, and beating scary guys, but we will probably go 50-50 with Vega, which is bad on Rhea to me.
3: And that's not the right booking. That's not right. how it should be booked. It should be booked that Rhea Ripley beats the shit out of her, but she gets a couple of hope spots. So
1: then why does she have a fighting chance? That's what I'm trying to say. Because yeah, you're if just...
3: you're on commentary, your job is to sell <sighs> that there's a chance. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, right. try to remember that wrestling <laughs> is a business. You want people to I... tune in because they don't know what's going to happen. Is Zelina a people already seller? know what's going to happen, if people already know what's going to happen, they will not tune in because they already know what's going to happen.
1: And everyone's already going to expect that. Even if you sell her that she's got a chance, no one's going to realistically think regardless how you sell this match. I a hundred percent. I can't. Unless I it's can't a kid. Understand. Unless it's a child.
3: Jimmy, I, Honestly, I can't saying. understand what you're – I can't understand why you're why you're on this. Like, yeah. I I just
1: I don't understand why you guys are on it. We're talking about man. Let me ask you I this like, question. Okay, Jimmy, I, I let's go this
3: it. route. Let's go this route. Okay.
0: All right. Let me give you this. So, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna use a local example. Lance Archer, friend of mine, good dude, right? right?
4: Yeah. Absolutely. Six
0: eight two seventy five. He was wrestling VIP Wrestling at the time. Their champ was Barrett Brown, New Japan Strong. Barrett Brown, cruiserweight. Barrett Brown is 5'5". He is way smaller than me by a long shot. He was the heavyweight champ. There was a match between Lance Archer and Barrett Brown. Do you think at any point in commentary or anything like that, they said, there's no fucking way Lance Archer loses to Barrett Brown? No. They put it over. Barrett won. The whole point was, and it was a David versus Goliath match. That's why you have these matches. Sometimes David loses in a David and Goliath match. Sometimes they lose. And There's a the problem, point, though. It doesn't matter, I mean, Lance Archer loses
1: to small guys all the time on television. You see the problem? Now, this is back that, in the day. Right. But and that's this wrong. This is back in the day. Booking. It is wrong. I totally wrong agree. Booking, that, that is booking, wrong.
3: But Absolutely. commentary has to sell the pay-per-view. That's literally it's what they're free there of, for. It's
1: essentially, though, the pay You're not even paying for this shit
3: it's for free for you maybe for people in the states who have the fucking network there's still Mm -hmm. pay-per-view in all of europe yeah it's still pay-per-view in almost every other part of the world jimmy they're still making lots of money on pay-per-view
1: thank you aaron for, for agreeing with me in the chat i'm just saying because i'm sorry guys i don't know man i just it doesn't work for me that's just my opinion. I don't know.
4: but Look, no. how Media, I
3: M- Media M5 is actually right. Commentary can't say, hey, we're having pay-per-view in Puerto Rico. Here's a small Puerto Rican her- heritage girl from New York City. Watch her get her ass kicked by a huge Aussie girl. They got to try and make it worth people buying. They <laughs> have to try. That That is their job. That is literally their job is to try to make you think well, there's a possibility though. If they just yeah. come out if they if they come out every every fucking time and just say, "Well, Again, you know, she here, here we go. Yes, here, here I we agree." Go. But you Jimmy, why the fuck uh, it are doesn't you matter you're going to change my opinion. It doesn't matter. Why are you conflating her real life skills with what's because on it's supposed Kayfabe, to be selling dude. the match, right? Yeah. K-Fabe. Oh it's fucking k
1: Right? K-Fabe, she's But we all know she can't work for shit. If kayfabe mattered at this point, which it doesn't, it seems. Is literally
3: ignoring the reality of the situation.
1: Right. Right. Whatever, man. It doesn't matter. I'm not changing my opinion on this. It's just it is what it is. You know what I mean? For me, because that's not the match that you're selling as the headliner, though. You know what I mean? That is not the headliner match. It's not the main event. So what are you trying to sell? Who's gonna buy to see that match in particular?
0: Puerto Rican, a Puerto Rican native is. She's not a Puerto a, Rican
1: native though. She's born in New York.
0: She was born in yes, but her parents are from Puerto Rico. She has Puerto Puerto Rican heritage. How about this? Puerto Rican heritage girl from New York City. We want. She's going to get her ass kicked by an Australian, but she's doing it in the place where her family and heritage is from. Yes, that's that's the whole point. That's the <sighs> story you're telling, Jimmy. That would be like well, why the fuck am I going to put anybody up against Roman Reigns because he's just going to win? Like, fuck it. Like, you know, fuck it. No. There's no point. There's no point. With your but it's
1: watches. not the same thing, though. That's not the same it thing. Is exactly How the is it the same it is exactly thing? Exactly if Roman is going thing. up against someone that can actually go in the ring, it's not the same it thing. It
3: doesn't fucking matter oh, if they can God. go in the ring in real life. Oh, Commentary is not supposed to bring up real life. They're not even right. supposed to be talking about real life. They're supposed to be talking about what the kayfabe. Oh, it's so just is. bullshit.
1: So then we need Superman. We need fucking Batman, and we just, just, let's just. That's what can wrestle wrestling them. Thing
3: is, Jimmy. Let's
1: pretend, but Roman they don't Reigns do it this way, his though. Ho-
0: his real name. <coughs> Roman Reigns is the right. real name. He's a, he's a made-up, created character I, that wrestles Right. That's true. You know, but that's yeah. not
1: the point. This is not what we're talking about, though. <laughs> we're not talking about what if, what's their what's the what their Well, bullshit let's talk name about this point, then.
0: Let, let, let's talk about this point. As Lena Vega wins with a the roll-up, then Rhea Rickley kicks the shit out of her from behind... And then, like, if, like I would be genuinely stunned if Rhea did that to me. And then somehow, when Rhea is gonna go beat her up, Sonya Deville for some reason steps in and is like, "What the fuck are you doing?" and tries to stand up for Selena Vega or whatever. And then in that moment, they gave just enough time for Rhea to go for her Riptide, but Zelina turned it into a DDT, right? And. Okay. she
1: could even do a DDT, geez. Soon I she mean, did, seriously, well, she
0: did it. I mean, she pulled it off, and she she did no, it. No, I
1: know, but but I'm the just... point is,
0: but the point is, is like, let's talk. about If we're gonna talk reality, then it's like, in all reality, that should never have happened because she should have been knocked the fuck out when Rhea Ripley drop kicks her from behind and makes right. her look like a fucking.
3: You because she's hit her so hard and no. One listen, range. if we're gonna do commentary the way that Jimmy apparently wants commentary to be done, we're just. I'm not saying say, that's. Hey, what, right what a great job by Rhea Ripley to you're sell putting that. words like, in my what, mouth. Hold what a, on, what I never a champ said telling that DDT. I never said actually what, get hurt on.
1: Wait, wait, wait! Don't put words in my mouth. I never said that what the commentator said is right. But truth be told, it's Zelina yeah. Vega against Rhea Ripley. The way they've booked yeah. Zelina. Right? How else are you going to put it? Oh, she's got a fighting chance?
3: She's got she's in a Rica's. chance. No. She's of course, got she's got a chance, a but chance. is it
1: probable? Is it probable?
3: No. You can absolutely that's say That's what they is said. It,
1: that's exactly what they, they, they said. They
3: literally said, Is it probable? <laughs> no. Is it possible? Yeah. Probably not. That's Probably not, not the right way to it, fucking commentate on this. The it's right Zelina way to fucking Vega
1: this. for crying out loud. That's, that's all I'm saying. That That's it. All right, that's, we're not that's going to agree about this.
3: All right, anyway, yeah, I'm anyway. not going to agree I'm,
1: with
0: hey, this, man. Shh, 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 we're already moving on because I've already said the more like <laughs> the more unbelievable thing is Zelina Vega pulling off a DDT on Rhea Ripley after getting drop, drop kicked the shit out of by Rhea Ripley. <laughs> but the point of the f- and then, of course, after that, the only other real believable thing is that Zelina Vega's top was about to fall off uh, when she was coming out of that ring uh, because of that. Then they had the backstage segment, which, again – did her no favors because when Rey Mysterio comes in and he is about, by the way, I looked this up. He is five six. Okay, who, is, who? Rey Mysterio is five foot six.
1: he's taller than I thought, even though I've been next to him before. I he's was lot like, taller than him.
0: He's <laughs> five foot six. Zelina Vega made him look like a giant, and made Santos yeah, exactly. Escobar look huge. Look, the the point is, I understand all this, but the point is they they did her no favors last night. They did her zero favors on what they were going to do. Why have the match is the point, unless you're doing the cultural thing and all that fun stuff. Then we had the promo where Bad Bunny and them come out, JBL and Teddy Long come out for the – well, they did that match. Then we have, after this match, um, uh, we have the – we've done all of our picks. Oh, no, we didn't do all the picks, right? I don't Um, remember. Oh, no, no. No, After this is when the Santa Bar then the OC came out. Then we had um, Shawn Michaels and Road Dogg come out for the final picks. And this is where I knew, okay, this is NXT people who are getting picked. Because Shawn Michaels and Road Dogg came out for each other. And I'm like going, uh, okay. So we had DX start the show with Triple H. And DX end the show with Road Dogg and them. Um, And now, here we go. So our first pick for the last round was uh, pick number seven for SmackDown was Damage Control. uh, Which Michael Cole was and totally enthusiastic about. Um, and then we have Raw. We have Shinsuke Nakamura, who moves over to Raw. So we have that movement right there, um, which I found very interesting. And then our last pick, pick eight for the night, for SmackDown, we have Albafire and however you say, Isla Dawn or Isla Dawn or whatever. I don't, I don't care. care. I don't care. Um, it's NXT. Uh, for the women who are the current NXT women's tag team champions who are now coming to smackdown and then indy hartwell the current women's nxt champion who's going to go to raw um, honestly what 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 i mean i know i, I see this is where i thought I me mean, if they're going to do anything pretty deadly's going to come up because pretty deadly was thrown into a river by the the what you call the fake italian guys um, uh, on this week's nxt so uh, surely that means whatever his name is. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> he just some fake Italian looking dude. Um, I know they got thrown into a river by them after a car <laughs> so trunk stupid. match or something. Right. And it was like, well, so Mafia sure, hit. surely they're eligible for the draft because they're dead. <laughs> Cause that's how wrestling works, right? You're dead in NXT. So now you're eligible for the draft for raw and SmackDown. Um, but, uh, look, these these picks made no sense to me whatsoever, these last two picks, um, unless it was just a way, of, hey, don't forget about Shawn Michaels and them over in NXT. Go check out what they're doing because these two were coming up. You know, if you're trying to sell NXT, what? What? Like, no, give me Braun Breaker at least. Give me, you know, any of those other guys that are all over there. These were the two most underwhelming picks of the night. I don't know about you guys but I felt like these were the two most out of left field. What the heck underwhelming picks of the night. Am I wrong on this gentlemen? You you agree? Uh,
3: Please? yeah, absolutely. No, a hundred percent. These were both kind of head scratchers in that. First of all, they're the champs, which means that generally with NXT, what's going to happen is that they're going to lose their next major matches or whatever. And then they'll show up on the roster or they'll do, or they'll do, you know, time on both until they lose their title on NXT. Um, I oh, I don't know. I are any are I, any of these people ready? And as far as like Isla Dawn and what's the other one's name? Alba uh, Fire. Yeah. They're meant to be like witches, right? That's like their gimmick. They're like they're the evil witches or whatever. Um crying and hugging each other because you've been drafted is really fucking stupid. And I know mm-hmm. that it's like I, I know that people were like, "Oh, have them, you know, they should be legitimate, uh, legitimate reactions." If I'm a professional wrestler and I know there's a fucking camera on me and it's the draft and somebody comes up and says, "You've just been drafted," if my gimmick is that I'm a fucking witch, I'm gonna go, "Good, good, I'll see you soon, Raw," and then I'm gonna mm. fuck off. Okay. Mm. If if my gimmick is that I'm a big bad motherfucker and I like and I just want to hurt people. And they say, "Oh, you've been drafted to Raw." I'm gonna go. More people whose asses I can kick. Fucking rights. Like you have to get over your fucking character. Don't just be. Don't just be happy. Yay! Yay! We're going to Raw. We've been drafted. Oh my god, this, this is to, wonderful. The problem is they stupid. don't.
1: They don't allow them to. That's the thing, though, man. You know what I mean? They don't allow them to. Well, they don't. I mean, otherwise they would have said something like that, right? I mean.
3: I I wouldn't, I mean, listen, if I'm a wrestler, it's my job to get over. It's my job to be in gimmick. So if somebody's got a fucking camera on me, I'm in character. I don't care what they say. If the people with the camera are going, yeah, we want to get your your genuine reactions, I'm going to go, okay, cool. And then when they put the fucking camera on me, I'm still going to be in character. Mm-hmm. And they're going right. to go, no, oh, but we wanted case, your genuine you know. reaction. And I'm going to go, that is my character's genuine reaction.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, well, I'm hoping it wasn't their genuine reaction, because if that was, then they suck. But Amber Fire has improved. I don't really like her. I can't stand her accent. I can't stand her look, really. But in saying that, she's become a lot better than what she was, say, a year ago, right? Much better. But uh, Indy Hartwell, Hartwell, (coughs) on the other hand... She's been marinating in NXT for so long now. Really, it was she's time. She's either ready
3: or she's not. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's right. It was time. Now, it's either sink or swim. We'll truly see if or she's ready. Or as we say here not. in
0: the States, shit or get off the pot.
1: Shit or get off the pot. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever the case, we'll find out now if she's worthy or not. The only thing I'm worried about with her, we're going to have Gargano. We're going to have Theory. And we're going to have Indy now and, and Gargano's wife. Could we get the way once again?
0: They're gonna. Well, that that was that was that was showed last night that in Dex between Dexter and Loomis, Austin Theory, oh, yeah, the whole Dexter, the way right. the whole way the whole way is on Raw. Um, I look, that might be the only thing that saves her. But here's the thing: if, if those who you felt are your best, by the way, the reason why, and I just found this out, is the Dawn and Alba whatever they're together. Isla. whatever. I don't give a shit they're both Scottish apparently <laughs> the whole bit and they didn't they start fighting though wasn't it that one of them came in and started fighting the other one and now they're tag team champions obviously Some shit like know, you
4: know
0: how well I like pay attention to NXT because the last I remember one of them was fighting the other one and then now all of a sudden they're tag team champions because we're the three best friends that ain't could ever have yeah <laughs> uh, you know, look look this was this was whatever Losing, I was upset losing Shinsuke to wrong. I wait, uh, about sorry time, the, about time,
3: about time. Sorry, from the, from the chat here. Um, M. Low Tech. uh, who's who? I need to know, I need to know who's who for this. Comment. Oh, that's Canadian Spaceman. That's really Canadian Spaceman. Oh, Canadian Spaceman. Who's who? I need to know. So let's let's yeah, be more no, clear about that. I
1: figured out by the way he talks that he's a hundred percent Canadian Spaceman. Am mm-hmm. I wrong, Mr. Lotech?
0: Uh, right. who knows? You know. I have to piss. I'll be right back. Okay, go for it. Yeah, we're almost done here anyway. We'll wrap it up. Um, because I think we have left is the the championship match, which I saw some of, but then I had to leave to go get my kid. So um, I the beginning of it it was just the bell rings and you know, hey, the Usos go after everybody and it's it's really, really cool. And the Usos <laughs> are double teaming Owens and I heard him say, "Oh no, they're going after the leg that Kevin Owens got destroyed the other night." On you know, okay, yeah, all right, okay, cool, yeah, whatever. Um, I knew because I was like, "Okay, this is going to be a three segment match. I'm not going to get to see it all." Um, and so I I saw up to the point where they had been beating uh, Kevin Owens pretty badly, um, and then I, I, and then they were they were showing that. Owens was getting ready to go make a tag, but I didn't see that because I had to leave. So that's where I left off. Right? So basically started off hot and then just beat the shit out of Kevin Owens for a while, banging up his knee. So after that, I didn't see anything. So you're going to have to, Jimmy, kind of tell me what happened Well, there.
1: essentially, uh, you know, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn win via Sami Zayn doing the the halluva kick. One, two, three. Honestly, all zoning out with this match, hmm. it wasn't as good... I mean, it was all right. It was just whatever. It was a super kick party as per usual. I feel like it's the same shit now Mm. between these four guys, man. It's like they don't know how to work any differently anymore. Like, I feel really, like, it's just the same sort of roles. All right. Hell of a kick, super kick, super kick, super kick, off the top rope, stunner, super kick again. It was just going through the motions. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens win the match. And they continue to tease Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn sort of being on the same page, but Kevin Owens is getting sort of jealous of Sami Zayn always trying to talk to the Usos and trying to, like, I don't know what he's trying to do. I guess make them come to their senses. Right. And honestly, this is getting stale at this point. Can we just end this shit already?
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, and I, I think that's, you know, we, we've already used Sami Zayn as the catalyst to get the bloodline separated and the Usos separate from the thing. I it's get too lazy
1: I'm though, the way that
0: and I'm not saying I'm not saying it's not. But that catalyst has been done and you need I look now this is the point because they had their rematch and they lost and Roman's gonna be pissed and everything. Okay, cool. Now let Sammy and Kevin go do their thing. Let the bloodline implode like they're supposed to. You've lit the match with Sammy and them. Now Let's let that go be its own thing. And right. Sammy, and, you know, let them focus on other things. You know, be done with it. I get what they're doing, though, because Kevin has always turned on Sammy. And Sammy is being that annoying little brother who Kevin goes, who, stop, stop doing that. Stop it. You know, how many times, you know, have you had a sibling who's younger than you or an older than you? And you're like, stop it, stop it, stop it. Until finally you just beat the shit out of him, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's what I feel like they're telling the story-wise. Let them, you know, yes, let the Usos go do their thing. The match has been lit. But the reason why they're doing it is because, you know, this, that whole like, Kevin's the older brother and Sammy's the younger brother. They're not listening until finally Kevin goes, I've had enough. I'm going to beat the shit out of you because you're not listening to me because you just keep doing the things they tell you not to do. You know, like, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. Well, I'm about to touch you. Boom. And that's what it's going to be. You know, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, look it's a thing that needs, I look, they need to move on. They, they need, <laughs> exactly. let's say me, let's say me and, and Kevin do their thing. The Uso fuse has been lit. Go for it. I'm repeating myself now because it's just so. No, but like, you're right though. I mean, it,
1: it, you're repeating yourself. You say, but so is this. So are these yeah. four.
0: Yeah. Let's, How let's, else can you put it? Let's move forward. You know, this, you know, let's, let's, let's do the draft, get it over with and let's move forward and figure out from there um on that so uh chris we just kind of went over the main events real quick um talking about how you know sammy and kevin won and that you know solo was down there too we don't know who he was down there to look at probably the Usos, but you know who knows we don't know for sure that that next level machiavellian uh <laughs> you know thing that paul Heyman does with this storyline but um we said that they need to go their separate ways at this point the fuse has been lit, go forward. Um, but the only reason why I could see still doing this or engaging with it was because uh, they're using, they're trying, Kevin's like, I don't want to turn on Sammy. I don't want to turn on Sammy. But Sammy keeps doing the super shit like a, like a sibling will do and moving forward. So, um, But do you think they need to just walk away from each other at this point, Chris?
3: Uh, these four, you mean? Or Yeah, yeah. yeah these I, I think i think that they need to be drafted to different brands um i think it's probably important for everybody involved that they're not on the same show for a bit and that they can have some time to sort of get over without the other i think that sammy and kevin can get over just fine without the usos yeah um i think that sammy definitely like was elevated by being a part of the bloodline for the for the time that he was obviously um and I think the Kevin Owens and Sammy are a really good team. They're fun together. Um, and you can do something different with them. You don't have to do the Kevin turns his back on them or whatever. You can actually just go their separate ways eventually. You could do something interesting like that. But that's a long way down the line, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as the Usos, I think that w- like whether they're drafted two or f- you know, to the same brand, you know, to SmackDown or Raw, you need to have a situation where like if they're drafted to Raw, you have a video of them being drafted to Raw and they're like, what? No, like we need to this, the bloodline needs to stick together. And then you have a subtle moment where where Roman's like, yeah, yeah, that's that's two bad guys, but then is like happy that they're gone kind of right. thing. Or if they're drafted to SmackDown, then you need to have a situation where they're like, Yeah, we're all together and then Roman's like yeah great kind of thing right (laughs) where where it looks like okay like I'm not happy that they're that they're still with me because these fucking guys can't get the job done in terms of the tag belts now if they're gonna split the tag team championships which I think that they ought to um again like I'm always a bigger fan of like if they're gonna split the brands then fucking split them keep them away from each other for fuck's sakes um If they're going to do that, then you can have a situation where, you know, oh, they have another opportunity to win the tag titles, and if they do, then they can stay in the bloodline kind of thing. But that needs to be once and then done. Don't just keep going with it over and over and over again every week. Well, you know, if you win, then you'll be in, and if you don't, then we're going to, you know. They've been doing that since Mania, and it's already really stale. So they can basically get away with it one more time, I think, if they split the the tag belts, but but we'll see. I I do think that it's important that wherever Sammy and Kevin go, they're on opposite brands from the Usos because it, it'll just give them time to get over.
0: Right, and, and I mean, I think that's the smartest play for them at this point with the story and everything. So, um, you know, again, I think we all agree this was a lackluster show overall. Uh, what was your moment or um match of the night uh Jimmy, do you have a moment or match of the night for you?
1: I would say triple h like you said, man, really, none of the matches i really care i guess for me l a night winning was the th- was the match of the night for me, other than that it was triple h, but for a draft show, I just felt like this could have been so much better, but unfortunately it just it just wasn't. And really, out of all the drafts in the past, why couldn't they do this? Why couldn't they have like what they used to do originally? Think back to the very first draft in 2002. How good was that booked? I thought that was done really well, considering it was their first ever time. But instead, we get this lazy shit. Like, it was just Mm -hmm. lazy. It was just an excuse to separate Cody and Roman and whoever else they wanted to separate. That's all this was.
0: Other, other than that it was weak yeah I don't disagree Chris was uh, moment or match of the night for you Any anything that stood out
3: yeah moment for me was actually the OC it looked like they were booked strong in their segment it looked like they're going to be cohesive and uh, it looked like wherever they're going to be they might actually be a big deal as a group um, I love those guys so if they're going to get booked properly I'm excited for it other than that this show was like aggressively all right i don't I don't know how else to put it it was it was very skippable like if you're you know if you're the kind of person who just wants to see what's going on with storylines or wants to see good wrestling matches you don't have to watch this show
0: yeah I agree and I mean this was this for me I have to say it was triple H starting the show and then after that it was downhill from there you know I mean the I I would say the triple threat tag match was probably the if I'm going to go match wise that's probably the best match of the night. It had the most diversity, fun, entertainment. The LA match, LA night match was fine, but it was not entertaining. It was not. No, it wasn't entertaining. It you just it was boring. lucky. So right? yeah, but I mean, for me, the if I'm going to go match of the night, I'm going to say it's got to be the triple threat tag match. They they put on a match that I was I felt was very entertaining and a lot of fun and enjoyable and you so you showcased that was a match that did a good job of showcasing all three teams and helping get them all over but yet only one team won out of it you know i mean that's the thing people think you got to win to get over no you don't you just have to put on good matches just show that you are entertaining in the ring and put on a good match and look i elevated all three of these guys you know in this match and they did a really good job with it so uh you know, again, as Chris said, they they were screaming to mediocrity last night. That was just, you know, the it was like minimum effort, you know. Right, and uh, you brought
1: up a point, John, actually, because shouldn't they be on their best footing? They should all be putting on bangers to impress the pals that, that be that are doing this draft, right? You'd you think you'd wanna impress, but no, no one gives a shit
0: you know but you know that was that that's the whole dude medium five we said that at the beginning of the show he's like
1: <laughs> i know man geez where have you been? come on where have you Excuse been you?
0: we said that at the very God. beginning of the show um, the
1: program dude yeah, come on true. mikey
0: yeah <laughs> but uh but you know i think i think really at the end of the day this was it, it just felt like well let's just slap something together nobody's gonna care we're gonna get two million we're gonna watch them they're gonna watch no matter what it's friday night and, you know, yeah, we're going to have the NFL draft. But, you know, by this point, it's night two. It's second round. We're not competing against the first round draft pick. So we'll be fine. It's just whatever. Let's just, you know. It's, it's just
1: whatever. That's what it, It's was. just whatever. And it shouldn't be.
0: And, and, which, Because, again, we know next Friday is not going to be anything. So this was your last real opportunity to sell your backlash pay-per-view. You didn't even really do that. And the idea that all these matches should have been bangers because – you're trying to impress for where you want to go in the draft but then well half you know we saw most of the people tonight weren't eligible for the draft so it's like <laughs>
1: and we don't even know why
0: it, well we just because they yeah they picked random people these people are going to be eligible for the draft
1: it just doesn't make sense I,
0: okay.
3: they
1: don't even explain it man yeah uh, it, that's look, what really it,
3: yeah. Like what should have happened is they should have been they should have been telling the story of like, okay, the draft's coming up in three weeks, so mm-hmm. like you know everybody here is going to be everybody here is going to be on their you know on their top top of their game or whatever and then for the next three weeks you have an excuse to have a bunch of really good in-ring segments because mm-hmm. oh you know these guys they're 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 coming out here and it's not just another match for these guys they're trying to prove where they belong in the draft and where they should go <laughs> right. you know man, everybody wants good, to man. be drafted everybody wants to be drafted first or they want to be drafted to the brand that they like the best or whatever they're they're trying to show out. For the for the general managers before the draft comes up. There's so many ways that you could do a draft and have it be Mm -hmm. really fucking good. But this was it. This was not it. This was the
0: opposite of that. This was like if you want to have a draft show, this is the prototype for how to have a very bad draft show. And and this was it because we didn't see anybody in the rooms. We just saw the presenters come out of the rooms shaking their heads going, whoa, whoa, look at this. Like fucking to announce this before they go out and do it it's it's look it's not it wasn't good it was not enjoyable it was a means to an end it felt like we've got to do this let's do this so uh you know uh one thing i didn't want to mention and it is slightly wwe related i did forget about this earlier to bring it up but uh for in case you didn't know jerry springer died uh i think it was yesterday uh friday the day before maybe or maybe thursday i can't remember it's been a while since i think that but uh jerry springer known for having wrestlers on his show uh and being a wrestling fan himself uh as well as the mayor of cincinnati but uh do you guys remember a favorite segment with a wrestler on uh on on, on the jerry springer show
1: uh there was a few uh buff bagwell being on him. actually was back he? in the day yeah mm. back 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 in the day um there was a lot there was a few moments i mean who can forget steve the, the security guard yeah got his <laughs> own mean, show from on. it absolutely yeah. but you know what else we didn't touch on though before anything else i, I wanted to know what
0: you we're on a topic let right. chris have his chance to talk yeah, about for his favorite jerry springer wrestling moment that's a wrestling moment so shush I, anyway. I think
3: the i think the moment with uh with razor where he came out and he he gave the, with the kid with the kid was you know basically dying or whatever and he yeah. gave him a championship oh, yes, yes. championship belt that was cool um apparently that really was scott hall's intercontinental championship that wasn't a prop that they had made up for the moment yeah. he basically went to the e and said you need to make me a new belt because i gave it away to this yeah. kid yeah um good on cool him Cool moment. Man. yeah good well, on him exactly yeah. scott hall scott hall man that's you one can guy say what you
1: want but
3: that's yeah. one guy where like he was very confusing cuz there mm-hmm. were moments in his life where you could have looked at him and been like this guy is just a gigantic shithead this guy mm-hmm. is just an awful human being but then there were all of these other moments where it just seemed like wow this guy is like a really good person mm-hmm. and i think that it it sort of speaks to like the the trauma that that he sort of went through in his and life he
1: really did go through a lot of trauma man
3: yeah and i mean talking about like that you know having to kill someone in a fight like i, I think that that and that affects always, him. oh that affects i think that that always still, affected him right. mm-hmm. and uh, i think that was one of the reasons for like a lot of a lot of the bad things that scott hall did i think came you know very much stemmed from that and i think that without that you probably would have had a much healthier human being but you know, as it was, that was probably my favorite. That was probably my favorite moment from Jerry Springer, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, never mind wrestling related, but I loved that. And uh, Scott Hall, also rest in peace.
4: Yes, Absolutely. and uh, peace. I,
3: I do. I do.
0: I, I think my that's my number one. My number two is when they had this guy on, and his girl was like, "Oh," and I, I think he was an independent wrestler. I don't remember the entirety of the segment, but he comes out and he's wearing a jacket with no shirt. And she's like, you're not giving me attention so I found somebody else. And then out comes the Iron Sheik. And she's now <laughs> with the Iron Sheik. She's been cheating on this guy with the Iron Sheik. And he's like, what? You want this old infidel, like, da 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 And the Iron Sheik just cuts a promo on him like nobody's business. And says how he's going to take care of this girl. And then the guy goes, yeah, well, I think I'll be all right. And he pulls it up in his jacket. He's not wearing anything. And he grabs a woman from the crowd. And it was hilarious. So... Like I think if we're gonna go like legitimate true moment that's got whole moment, but the Iron Sheet coming out and watching the Iron Sheet just hey Bubba I was the one who ended the WWE and I humbled Hulk Hogan and I humbled Bob back Backlund and I you know I broke their back you know and now uh, I
3: and now I break your girlfriend
0: back <laughs> <laughs> yeah right it was you know, it, look it was great it was funny to see something like that um, uh, interesting question though uh, just to kind of stay on this topic real quick. Do you think Jerry Springer helped or hurt society? I saw this posted earlier by April Hunter of all people, and uh, and so what do you think, Jerry Springer? Did he help or hurt society?
1: A bit of both, actually more hurt. Let's be honest, but also at the same time, it wasn't. It was pretty well known that that a lot of the show was bullshit, though, man. There's a lot of wow. actual actors on there. But in saying that, there was also a legit murder case that happened thanks to Jerry Springer also. So not everything was bullshit, but a lot of it was. But uh, yeah, so that's why I say a little a bit of both.
3: Chris, what do you Chris. think? <sighs> um... I don't want to speak to the man because I, you know, I mean, he just died. And I, think yeah, that... I'm not saying that about the man. I'm just saying about the show in general. Oh, I think the show um, profoundly hurt society. Um, I think that it normalized a lot of things that should not be normalized. I think that it made um, salaciousness seem more real. And I mean, we just talked about it basically what was a wrestling angle. I mean, this is what Jerry Springer was. And, Jimmy said that you know it was well known that it was that a lot of it was bullshit and that's right but it was also something that they played off as real and i think that society reflected that over the neck over the over the years that Springer was on i, I mm. think that um i think that it normalized a lot of salaciousness that shouldn't have been normalized personally but I mean, Jerry Springer as a human, he seemed like a really nice guy. This show, yeah. not good for society, my personal opinion.
0: I agree. When you have shows of like I had sex with my brother, and you know, I mean, things like that. It, look, it, I don't think that it did a lot for society. And then I think I feel like it made you know, hey, let me jump, let me let me start throwing hands on something because I disagree with them, um, or because they did something to me. It it it. Brought that out more into society. That it's okay. No, look, it's fine. Someone talks crap about you, just go punch him in the face. It's totally fine. You know, that's not a big deal at all. Um, yeah, I think in the long run, the show really did it. It also, I think, exposed our society of who we are as a people in general. You know, I, I really think that. You know, but it was the I,
1: times too, man.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah. But I, I, I think you know, I agree that as a person, he was fine. But man, that show. Boy, was that just something that I think? I think it helped expedite where we are at today as a society, you know. Um, and 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 I can't say that's a good thing, but was there a reason he did it for a reason? You know, he had, um, you know, he did it. I, I think money, as well, it's money and, and and satire to expose what our society is. You know, that we 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 re- in all actuality relish this kind of. Stuff when we try to pretend like we don't, and then it just normalizes a lot of things that we don't need to. So, anyway, Jimmy, you had one thing before we go. What did you want to say?
1: Yes, uh, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on the CM Punk situation from last Monday. (laughs) Did you guys hear about that?
0: Oh, that he was showing up on Raw,
1: right? Yeah, okay, they were in Chicago.
0: I mean, look, he shows up at anything that's wrestling related in Chicago.
1: But he hasn't done that with WB in many, many years, regardless of if it was in Chicago or not. So I, f- I found that kind of interesting. Not that it matters. He'll, he'll still be with AEW. The fact that he actually, uh, you know, reconciled with Triple H, I find very interesting
3: though. CM well, I mean, Punk constantly fucking with people, constantly yeah. fucking with the IWC. Th- th- this, was, this was CM Punk getting his oh, name out stunt. there. It was a stunt. And basically like there's been some talk about oh are they gonna are they gonna have a different show for cm punk but there's also been people like dave um talking about how you know they should just fire him they should just let him go cm punk's going okay go ahead and fire me i'm gonna show you that i'll be just fucking fine tk
4: Mm -hmm. i'm gonna show up on raw and
3: more people are gonna more people are gonna tweet about how i showed up on raw than whatever the fuck your main event was on aew tonight so good luck guys
1: like Elizabeth said in the chat, that's exactly what happened. Basically, he, he was doing his MMA gig. You know how he does commentary in MMA, whatever the... I can't remember the promotion. And he was on the same flight as some WWE workers. And that's how it happened. So basically, he got invited, I think, by Tamina Snuka. But, uh, that's what I heard. And that's why he turned up to the building. And the rest is history.
0: Well, I mean, he was eventually asked to leave too. So
1: That's true too. Only because of the contract tampering situation, so. It
0: makes but sense. But still, but still, you know, um, you know, it, it's it's still a thing. So, uh, look, I I think it was just again, Chicago CM Punk you know he's been seen in independent shows in the Chicago area. He's been seen when there's wrestling. He wants to be wrestling adjacent. It's a way to get his. Oh my God, CM Punk was at an A uh, AWE show or whatever that was ran in Chicago. Oh my God, it was at a GCW show that ran in Chicago. Look, the guy, the guy shows up when anything happens in Chicago that's wrestling related because people talk about it. That's the whole bit. That's the whole bit he's just trolling people at this point because it keeps his name out there because he knows people want to hear from the punk we want to hear from the punk it's it, you know it's just marketing on his part. Hey what's up vet good to see you my friend welcome and he says and you can hear more about it on then this on Monday night mach Thursday edition. Um, Yeah, where
1: where the vet was was a guest on on the show And we did talk about that in full So if you guys want to hear our opinion on the CM Punk situation Go check that out at the pwcnetwork.poppy.com Go
0: listen! listen. Oh, look at that! With that, let's transition to get the fuck out of here Because it's now (laughs) two hours and 40 minutes That we've been talking about this shitty show So let's move forward (laughs) And, you know, I I think 30 minutes was yelling at Jimmy For his stupid opinion But... (laughs) I wish uh, that was
1: here before to hear oh, wait.
0: blah 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 I could do that if I want um, <laughs> so let's let's uh let's discuss about where people can find you on the internet so let's talk with late boy Jimmy Jimmy the Greek where can people find you on the internet and here are your 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 Greek Italian uh, Armenian Australian what? I don't know.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow <laughs> the fuck down, dude. Please. I'm pure, pure Greek, right? As far as I know, right? But um
0: But you're Australian. Well, he's definitely dead. Born... Yeah, My Turkic. parents
1: are born in Greece. I'm born here. But in any... well, in Australia. But anyway, it doesn't matter. If you want to follow me, you can on Twitter at DJ Effects And also at the PwC Network, where you can follow all of us. Also, like and subscribe at the PwC where you can find All our shows, including the Monday Night Machismo, which Vet just brought up in the chat. More importantly, like and subscribe right here at channelattitude.com, where for five bucks, you get the best talk in pro wrestling. And believe me when I tell you that. Also, haminmediagroup.podbean.com for all our affiliate shows, including John's. And also, Mr. Jeff Liman is not here with us right now anymore. But yeah, that's about it, guys.
3: All right. Chris? Can yes the same the kind dinner? of stuff basically the same places on the pwc i'm all over the place over there uh this this last week i was on impact attack with the vet that was a lot of fun uh got to catch up on uh some impact wrestling it's uh, something that i don't watch regularly so watched it and thought wow this was this was good why why is wrestling good in impact and so bad everywhere else um <laughs> Because <laughs> Impact doesn't give a fuck, I guess, and it's Canadian owned. That's why yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna claim it as Canadian owned. Uh, but yeah, you can find me on there. You can find me on uh, on Twitter at one. You can hear me. You can read as I talk about politics, pro wrestling, and whatever else comes to mind. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, if you have a if you're holding a professional wrestling belt and you are not actually a professional wrestler in your profile picture, I won't add you. Don't ask why. You know (laughs) why, you weirdos. Uh, Yeah, other than that, you can find me right here. uh, Hami Media Group. uh, Group. 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 Group, group. And uh, and channelattitude.com. So, yeah, you can find me all over the place. I'm everywhere, always talking about amazing things and just generally being fucking cool. Yes,
0: Yes. I agree with that. So much so. Um, And then, of course, you can always find me. Well, right now... Um, I'm on my Facebook page because I'm trying to change it to me holding a belt so that Chris has to look at me <laughs> holding Please. a belt Please. Um, Please. and I'm working on it. Where's my picture with my belt with Lance Archer me and me holding his belt? I'm trying to find it. Um, I'll find it and I'll change it in a minute. Um, but you can always find me on the internet at Um That is uh, on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter. And then uh, you can also find me on uh, the Facebooks uh, at John Enright and just figure it out. You'll know where to go find me. From there, you can do that. Um, sometimes, though, I keep it pretty locked down. So if you, you might not be able to add me, you just have to message me like, hey, I can't be your friend. Maybe there's a reason for that. Ha, 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 ha. Hi, mm, hello. Hey, oh, the girls are, the girls are back. The girls are back! There we go. Uh, But that's where you can find me. Of course, you can always find us here every Saturday talking on the Humming Many Group channel for Channel Attitude. And um, pay the five bucks a month to listen to all the backlogs of different things. You can hear the return of Stevie Richards back on the internet as he's back and feeling better than ever um, and hear his journey and his story. You can you can hear the great Bid Hamin. You can hear everybody going on and on about the different things. Vince Russo on Channel Nine for five bucks a month. And then as always, don't forget about the Hamin Media Group channel on your podcast feeds because that's where you get Garden of Doom, where Jeff is right now recording a message. Apparently, he found a guy who knows where Atlantis is and can can prove it. So uh, he's recording that podcast right now, which will be out later. Uh, Triple D and I just finished our sode chronically the Picard season and series ender uh, of episodes 9 and 10 and how beautiful it was and it was a very great story and um, if you want to watch for any reason at all, watch for Worf because Worf was a badass as always but also just super cool. The fact I I will give this spoiler away, Worf after everything when they get back um, to where they need to be and it's everybody on the bridge of the ship that they're on Worf takes a seat after just kicking all this ass and just goes, does the old man snore in the chair like you know you are watching you're watching Thursday football after Thanksgiving? Uh, it was great. Wharf was the greatest on that show. Um, so anyway, uh, you can hear our our things on that, and, or you can listen to Garden of Doom or any of the other fine channel shows that are on that channel as well, gentlemen. As always, it is a pleasure. You have made this two hours and forty-five minutes worth it. As always, and Jimmy, thanks for letting us punch you in the nuts all the time. Thank you for that. It's always fun. It's
1: my the pleasure. <laughs> <Yeah. Jeez.
0: laughs> so
3: only when you're wrong, Jimmy.
0: Yes, exactly. Which is uh, all the time. I still disagree, but... by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know. We know you do. <laughs> but thank you, gentlemen, for being here. As always, thank you, everybody in the chat. Y'all, y'all have been great as always, bringing up some great points and making some really funny uh, comments as well. So thank you all for being here, Elizabeth Medium Five, Canada Spaceman, um, all the people in between, uh, Todd Brantley and uh, such. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is all for this week. Next week, we lead into the backlash at the beach.
4: Ooh. <laughs> yeah. the backlash at the beach. Why
0: are they calling it backlash at the beach? That's all I want to know. WWE, again, stop being lazy. Call it Backlash at the Beach. And Puerto Rico, we know Friday night is going to be awful. But, hey, we'll be here Saturday morning talking about the lead-up to Backlash and what's going to happen. So come here next week, maybe at the same time. It depends on what my chick, my kid's work schedule is because he doesn't work till 5 today. So I was able to come in early. But we'll see. We'll try to be here regularly as often as possible. It will be on a Saturday. We will be here to talk wrestling and we will have carried all this awfulness for you so you don't have to because we love you so much. So ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for listening to The Smack Attack, and we will see you next week. Peace.